millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on your YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Weekly Podcast with Jack, Ross and Eckies. All here, all ready to talk a bit of wrestling, but mostly twaddle for the next six and a half hours, like all the other ones. Jack, how the hell are you doing, mate? I'm all right. I'm not built for this weather. It's very hot in Newcastle today. Apparently... Uh, there are temperatures approaching 30 degrees over this weekend, so I'm really scared. Get out of town. I'm not here for that. I am not here for that. But, you know, we'll see how it goes, I guess. I wasn't sure if you were just adjusting something there, Ross, or you're doing like a Liam Gallagher thing with the mic. Sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just adjusting. I'm in in new settings today because of... uh, various, various factors at play. But, um, yeah, just a new studio thing with a chair at a different height. I need to sit down proper low to get into the microphone and have no echo. So it's getting, it's getting taking a bit of getting used to, Matthew. It's a, a ram rattled this morning. Rattled, I am. Oh, you do sound good, though. Oh, thank you. No one's ever said that before. How are you, Matthew? You your, right? mouth, oh. your, your voice is so annoying, Ross. Why do you speak like that? Can it help it? Oh, yeah, that, that's why loads of people listen to this. Oh, I hate Ross me. Oh, the voice, the audio. Uh, I'm doing great, Jack. Thank you for asking. Um, I love the sun. Uh, I love the fact that I can do stuff with the sun, play with the sun, beat the sun at Streets of Rage 4. All the all the cool things. The sun is my friend because I do not have hay fever. I'm your oh, friend. Oh, don't even start me about hay fever this year. I don't know if it's a, a side effect potentially to the Pfizer vaccine, but since I've had my vaccine, my hay fever tolerance has just gone woo straight through the floor. And the drugs, the verve, that song, The Drugs Don't Work, that was written about hay fever tablets in the year 2021. They do nothing these days. Have you, I've, I've right. I invested in a nasal spray this year, and it's changed my life a little bit. I'm not; it hasn't totally cured me or anything, but it's made it a lot more bearable. I How deep say. do you go with the nozzle into the nostril? I don't. I was scared when I first did it, but actually, you don't go that far up. You just kind of put it inside, inside, and then just you know, two in each nostril. So there's there's um, two there's two Liam Gallagher references so far. The sun shine, yeah. and then two in each nostril. Oh. Oh, I thought you meant inside, inside, but right, yeah, yeah. Because I was doing like a garage MC. Inside the... Richard's listening. He knows. He gets it. He gets that sort of thing. He loves it. Richard hears you. Richard doesn't care. No, not at all. (laughs) In the news this week. That'll be on his headstone. 
Can I just say? Can I just say that we've got this is a momentous, a momentous occasion. Easy for me to say because this potentially I've been led to believe is the last Zoom podcast. Oh what? really? Oh, because we're yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't talking about this. Oh, is that potentially? I mean, potentially. Richard. Richard was in the vicinity yesterday testing out lights and whatnot, and I said, "Richard, is next week's podcast going to be in person?" And he said, "I." Which is, <laughs> is Jody for? Yes, yes, it is, Ross. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be wouldn't it be great? We all get together and it's at the height of hay fever. So I'm like, isn't this great and wonderful? And you two are like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'll bring a brolly or something next week and you'll be getting splattered. <laughs> yeah, Matthew, why are you still wearing a mask? Oh, it's covered in phlegm and whatever comes out of you. But yes, the wrestling news. We'll start off with the negative stuff first. Mr. Wonderful Porn All Off. Say that again. Paul Orndorff. Every other time I've said his name, I've got it right. But of course, we're recording a mess it up on his bloody obituary. Known to generations of fans as the villainous and tenacious Mr. Bastard. Uh, passed away Monday from presently undisclosed causes at age 71. And God, I enjoyed watching a bit of Orndorff. Uh, I loved him in WCW. That's how I got introduced to him. As Mr. Wonderful. He's so wonderful. Coming out with a little mirror and going, yeah, I'm, I'm wonderful, all right. But then thanks to stuff like The Network and The Cock, you can go back and see what a big deal Hogan versus Orndorff was. Because if you watch WWE stuff, they have this weird way of rewriting their own history and stuff. You think there's like the way they shorten things and go, blah, 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 Hogan beat the Iron Sheik, blah, 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 Hogan, Hogan, blah, 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 Andre the Giant. The whole Orndorff thing doesn't get that much of a mention unless you're a diehard fan and remembers it. It's not really brought up, but they did do the big event in Toronto and threw it of like... 65,000, that was, 65, or something like that, yeah. Which is absolutely nothing to sniff at. No offence, Ross and Jack. So, Orndorff, someone... Because of that is, Yes, because of oh, sorry, a bit, heat. Sounded a bit suspect. Of, sorry, yeah, yeah. So, Orndorff is someone you can really enjoy if you're a wrestling historian you want to go back and see some of the classic stuff. The first proper... Ho- Hogan gets betrayed by a friend because Hogan was a team woman with Orndorff. And uh, the, the segments are great because he's like, uh, I rang you at the gym, Hogan, and you didn't answer. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but I, I was pressing 600 pounds, brother. <laughs> I couldn't pick, I couldn't do it with one hand and go, hello. He's like, all right. Hmm. But it's all right. We're okay tonight, though, aren't we? Yeah. Hey, We're it's, all right, it's, it's, Hogan. We're it's, all right. It's nails on the pile driver. It's a sobering thought to think that if text messaging or maybe, you know, face face B messaging was around, they would have been still friends and maybe the WWF, yeah. as we know, it wouldn't be around today. But I went back and watched that heel turn. The match, it's a tag team match where it happens and just the, the boos are absolutely fantastic. Because it, it, you're thinking like, what would like 1985, 86, something like that it would have been around about that time, something like that. Probably, I think. Or 84? Yeah. So around that time, yeah. whatever year it was. Yeah, it would have been WrestleMania 1, so WrestleMania 84, yeah. 84, yeah. It would have been um, a lot of people's first like proper big heel turn that they've seen on a, a, a level such as that. So, yeah, he was good as a baby face and a heel, because I've gone back and watched some of his stuff, because he was a bit before my time, admittedly. But uh, he was either heel or baby face. He was fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah. Was it also yeah. was it one of the first probably like big turns as well in like the big era of wrestling? He might be mm. one of the first big turns. In... In the Hogan era, yeah. I mean, beforehand, yeah. it had been Zabisco Bruno. Uh, okay. But then, which Larry still gets hate for to this day, which I think is amazing. <laughs> but, the yeah, I think that, especially when we were doing stuff like 
Real American starts playing. Yeah, yeah, and it's on off, mate, just wait the ring. Aha, uh-huh, expecting someone else. <laughs> oh my God. He did Stop that. Man. Like yeah. Punk and Jeff Hardy and all that. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, and that led all the way up to WrestleMania 1, because obviously Brody Piper uh, was there, and Bob Orton, stuff like that. The, the, ooh, we hate Hogan club. Uh, yeah, that that's what he's most known for. And if you're obviously a fan of that, there's so much there. The Hogan uh, Ondorf cage match, where was it Ondorf's about to escape, but then Hogan grabs his hair and pulls him back in. Jesse Ventura's legendary call If Ondorf was bald, he'd be WWF champion now. <laughs> And it's just one of those reliable dudes who popped up in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, Herb Abrams' UWF, uh, WCW to wrestle the Renegade, bless him. Yeah, <laughs> big fan of Orndorff and RIP to him. Yeah. 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 Uh, WWE not punishing Jimmy Uso following the rest. Uh, Jimmy Uso, you remember a few weeks ago when Jimmy Uso had that thing and then people were like, well, well let's see what happens. They came out SmackDown and no mention was made of it and everyone's just yeah. carrying on. Well, according to Dave Meltzer, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, he says, there's stuff that's in the plans that they feel is far too important and they don't want to screw it up. And that's the answer. But yeah, you would think third time bad luck, no acknowledgement of it. Got to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, they'll, they'll get They'll get to it down the line, won't they, surely? If they've got big old plans that are leading somewhere in the future, I guess, I guess it's okay as long as they're sorted out down the line. There was that bit on SmackDown this week where it looked like Jey Uso pulled back the curtain where he's like, uh, pull pull yourself together, Bonnie lad. Let's let's do the rest, and like we know we can. Something like a little pep talk, which it felt a bit real to me. Damn it! But uh, I don't know. It, it seems like he needs needs a helping hand, doesn't he? Big old Jim. Yeah, I think so as well. It's um, obviously don't know the situation inside out, but it, just the signs all seem that way, don't they? Um, weren't there rumours that it could be potentially linked to The Rock and that's why they don't want to change anything if The Rock's coming in because his storyline I just read it somewhere I can't remember where but reports suggested Matthew I wonder how that even works you know what without him The Rock angle just doesn't work <laughs> maybe it's very intricately booked <laughs> I don't know this is this is bollocks already <laughs> WWE has upcoming plans I know well, that's uh, a thing, nah, nah lie lie uh, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle never heard back about training role. Uh, he was on the Kurt Angle show, signed Kurt Angle. Uh, Triple H contacted me about seven months ago and wanted me to help out down in NXT. Wanted me to be a trainer. And then he said, hey, all I need you to do is go over stuff with talent. You can do it at home from your computer, do a Zoom call, just go through tapes of their match, tell them what they did right and wrong. I said I'd be interested and I never heard back from him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely fine with that, maybe, because now... Kurt Angle is setting up celebrity MMA matches with Conor McGregor and stuff like that. Matches that would never happen if he was signed to WWE, the, the performance centre. He called out Conor McGregor? Oh, on Twitter, he was like, you broke your ankle, did you, you fanny? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't let a go with a broken neck. Now, to me, uh, admittedly, I've, 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 I might have jumped the gun there, but to me, that, that had me thinking of Kurt Angle getting in the octagon or a boxing ring or something like that with Conor McGregor. And uh, I'm all here for it, I am. Oh, God. If Jake oh, Paul God. can do it, anyone can. Not anyone. He's a stellar athlete and also an arsehole. But, um, Jay Paul, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yet to... Sorry to make this about Jay Paul. He's yet to box anyone who can box, but we'll see. I mean, they're all they're all pro wrestling, aren't they? They're all just, you know, we'll, we'll do this out there. Just have, ah, a, have a little, little spa yeah. and then take it, to the, take, take it to the distance and walk home with boatloads of cash. Oh, that was, that was, that was um, Logan Paul. Doesn't Jake do the same thing? Jake knocks people out, just people who've never boxed before. 
Well, yeah. Ben Askren. Ben Askren walked into that one. He yeah. took yeah. it, but he walked into it. He wasn't. He walked right into the bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's great seeing this new breed of uh, faker than wrestling. <laughs> yes. Genre well, it could it could have hit bigger heights than it, it has so far because, of course, there was fame MMA around about 2018 <laughs> time, and they approached a certain six foot four oh, Tory. Um, <laughs> Adam Pachiti's name is. <laughs> I don't think they could find anyone to fight him in the end because he's that. Because obviously just, it's about it's about size and reach and all that sort of I'm stuff. I'm sure so. we must have mentioned this before. I'm scared talking about it, but the company's not. I mean, no, Pachiti um, insulted them on the podcast. He's already yeah, done a job right. of burying them. So yeah, like, you just get you just get updates now and then. Like, hi Adam, your opponent is now Dapper Laughs, and he'd be like, "What's going on?" I loved it. Walked in, walked in. He goes, "Your opponent is Harvey from So MC, Solid Crew." MC Harvey, and he was like, "Oh, I reckon I could take him. He's a bit old." I'm like, "Adam, he's yeah, part then, of So Solid Crew." But then we then we, we found some like YouTube clip of him like. Harvey, who's like forty in that, but he's he's actually really trim and stuff, and it's just footage of him. She's like bang, 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 and Adam was like, "Oh no, <laughs> it was really good." Yeah, but the who doesn't do any exercise actually thought, "I'll I'll just get in and fight somebody." Can I fight yeah, Harvey he, Price? It was more for the exposure, wasn't it? No, MC Harvey, man. Oh, <laughs> for, oh I've misread it, the contract. It's off. It was more for the exposure, wasn't it? Like, um, I think that's why he was doing it. He maybe he was going to make a video out of his training, but as it got nearer and nearer. It would have ended up where he'd have got noticed with it with like three or four weeks to, to the fight. He would have been he would have been like a fish out of water. It would have been scary. Wait, wait, he, he got four weeks before he was told. He, he was at, wait, wait, that doesn't make any sense. He would have known the, he was fighting somebody. It sounds like the organization was. It sounds like the organization was just a mess, and they were just like scrambling. Um, I mean, I'm not going to reveal too much, but uh, had had they had I been offered what Adam was offered. I would have had my jaw broken for that. Like, I'd have got in oh, with anyone. Okay. Oh, my word. I'm not surprised he wanted to take it. But um, they were only after him and possibly uh, Jen, maybe. I don't think she ever heard from them. I think they just asked Adam, like, we might be in touch with Jen. So, obviously... Yeah, Jen, Ro- Jen, Jen was supposed to get in there with MC Harvey. It, was, it would have yeah. been a, a bloodbath on MC Harvey's part. She was meant to fight Lisa Mafia. Um, I think that... <laughs> Miss Dynamite. Why were me? Yeah. Why were me and Ross not offered a fight? Not each not, other. We're not, we're not famous team. enough, Jack. Tag yeah. team. Yeah. So where's well, your billboard? I know. Where's our billboard on Twitter? Yeah. High TV appearance. We're completely worthless. Yeah, just riding the coattails of somebody else. It's, yeah. Uh, no, we, we'd have been. We'd be like pain and panic, hanging out with Hades and wearing the ring. <laughs> go on, go on, boss. You can no, we were, we were gonna. We were gonna walk him to the ring. I was gonna be yeah. like, he's is. His hype Jumps man. Here. We could do the Gracie train. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's hands on their shoulders like that. Yeah. Um, at one point, oh, message him was like, "Oh, we fight somebody just so we can uh, do that." At one point, he got a message right that was like, "Your opponent is a lot. He's some YouTuber who we've since Google called JMX," and it, the message really was like. He's about the same weight as you. He's similar height as well. He's he's done some boxing, but he's only ever done amateur stuff, and he's only got like a two and zero record. And we were like, oh god, Google JMX. Oh god, he does not look like Adam Pacini. <laughs> I would have I would have paid a tenant to watch that one. Like I would have paid with my own money just to see what would happen there. It would have been fantastic. <laughs> it it was it was sold to him as like he's a bit ropey with injuries and stuff. You may have a chance. 
Let's find a picture of this lad. He was absolutely bad. I mean, it would have been it would have been a spectacle. <laughs> I guess that's all I can say. But uh, yeah, back to the matter at hand. It's it's weird that WWE wouldn't offer Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> Pacini, he was just, you know, watching videos of people exercising, going, all right, I'll do that later on. I've got a chance. Anyway, sorry, yeah, what were you saying, Ross? Uh, it's weird that WWE wouldn't call Kurt Angle of all people back. That's the new story that we're seeing to speak about. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was that, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, that, it's, it's building hype for Angle versus Pacini, I guess. Uh, Candy Cartwright drops lawsuit against WWE and Riddle. Uh, TMZ first reported the news that Cartwright filed for a dismissal on Monday. It's unknown what precipitated the decision or whether there's a financial statement, sorry, settlement, I should say. And uh, apparently the attorney for Cartwright said the parties have put this in their past and are focused on the future, which means I'll stop bringing it up every time Matt Riddle does anything on Raw. Uh, I'm sure some people are very thrilled about that. Just saying, though, and uh, we'll move on, I guess. Uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks win best WWE moment at the ESPYs. For headlining see, WrestleMania. See, I saw this, and I saw obviously Sasha and Bianca at the awards do all dolled up and whatnot, and looking fantastic with their awards and whatnot. Thinking, wow, WWE's ousted other forms of entertainment to get themselves an award at the ESPYs, and it turns out no, WWE have paid to have their own award at the ESPYs. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, why can't it wrestling be cool, man? Why can't it be hip hop and happening again? I was watching Edge. At a Rob Zombie concert yesterday. Rob Zombie back in like 2001 or something was like, here oh, is God, my, big, last week. my big pal. He's my big pal. It's Adam. It's Edge. And it, like, because he had that theme, didn't he? That yeah. theme, which wasn't yeah, very good. Stop. Uh, yeah. Oh, and he was right. Aye. She's yeah, back. yeah, he was. So Edge is on the. Edge, for some reason, at this Rob Zombie concert, was on the stage in his full wrestling gear, like the trench coat, no shirt on, intercontinental title around his waist, his tights and his boots on, just dancing around, going, hey, hey, hey I'm the oh, great time here for my pal reason, Rob. That's reminded me. Have we all seen. So when we do all get back in the office, there's one man I'll be avoiding and I'm really scared of, and that man's name is Fraser, Fraser Porter from Scotland. All right. Because he's the man in charge of our TikTok. And have you seen our recent TikTok, guys? I've, I've, uh, I feel bad because I've had to tell Fraser three times now, I'm just too busy, Fraser. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Which is, it's true. I'm not just fobbing him off. Yeah. But I am, I'm, I don't know if I am looking forward to eventually doing it because it, it's cringy as out, isn't it? It's, uh... I'm scared. <laughs> it's not for us. I don't understand it. So it's a, it's Adam miming along to a song from High School Musical, I believe. But the uh-huh. lyrics correspond with... So you'll be in one corner going like, What about us? And it's like different captions to show which wrestler he's playing mm. at the time. And it basically tells the story of the breakup of the Undisputed Era in like five seconds. But it's, oh, but it's bad. Like, it's, it's cringy though. Yeah. And I'm scared of Fraser. See, there are some good TikToks. There's a few quick ones that I appreciate over the years, but this is after tens and thousands of them. And it's one of these things where it's like, I can't think of any that I could do. And I, if, if the quality of stuff we're putting out is singing a high school musical, this is when I put my card and go, hi, I'm in my 30s. Now, I mean, Tom Campbell is fantastic at them. Of course he's Because he he's enthusiastic. He wants to do them. But I'm terrified. I'm really scared of the new, of the new generation like. Oh, I'm going to give it a go. Like, what's it? You're not going to take yourself too seriously. That's the thing, isn't it? Just have a, have a great time. Next, yeah. some, some Bucky just before you get in there and then just have a great time. That's what my plan is. 
Mine will be so, like, it'll be like Ross is like, all right, here's, here's my video. Remember when Edge was on stage with Rob Zombie? That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Down the stair. laughs> yeah. Bye. Till the TikTok.com and then <laughs> be the end. What was uh, the stuff? Oh, yeah, the ESPYs. Aye, so the paid for oh, the run award. Aye. Yeah, aye, that's it. Yeah. Why can't <laughs> they just, you know, contest in, in, in the awards that already exist? The poo because houses. they don't want them. We were yeah, robbed, though, of it. Ha, robbed. Of uh, some sort of Rob Zombie Edge tag team like Bad Bunny. Imagine I don't that. feel robbed. Don't, don't feel robbed, really. Robbed. I, don't know much cool. about, I don't know much about Rob Zombie beyond that Edge theme tune, to be honest. Oh, it would have been like his films wanted to have his wife involved, so maybe you're right. Hi. Wait, what was the film he redid? Like, it was a, was it a Halloween. classic? Halloween. Apparently it was bad, was it? I, I remember seeing a video about it or something. People have mixed opinions of the first one. Everybody hates the second one. I'll tell you what, I, I watched the first Halloween not too long ago, and I, I don't like horror films. I, I, get, I get a bit scared, you know? And I was thinking, oh, God, this is like one of the bigger scary movies of all time, isn't it, Halloween? Apparently, that's what I thought. <laughs> Watching it, it's hilarious. I know it's a sign of the time of being in the... Was it in the 70s or whatnot, something like that? Uh, I think late 70s, yeah. Yeah, just a sign of the time, I guess, because if that was scary back then, it's it's child's play today, I tell you, child's play. With Chucky. Right. I, I get you, Ross. I mean, Halloween's one of those films that was so influential that everyone's ripped it off or homaged it, so now you watch it. You'll have seen Halloween before you've seen Halloween. So so you watch it now, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Scary man! Uh, good film. It didn't uh, just yeah. Kane to me. All I could see was Kane. 1997 yeah. Kane. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Kane, <laughs> Kane basically went, all right, yeah, cool, cool. The head nod. Yeah. You nicked that from his dog, you know. I watched the thing where Big Glenn what? was speaking. He was like, he had a big St. Bernard, I think it was, back in the day. And his, obviously, the St. Bernards give a bit of that action, don't they? Going, <laughs> do that, don't they? Um, and, and Kane thought he'd take that and put it in, uh, in the Kane character. <laughs> nice. Drawing inspiration from everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Like Triple H when he's like, I'm obsessed with this business. I go to the movies and think, how can I adapt this idea for my business? Ah, oh, Triple H, he loves wrestling, that man. He does. He so does. do we. Yeah, yeah. So does the Espies. Yeah. And uh, in other news, it didn't come home. Oh, Matthew. Oh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm fine with it, me. You know, imagine I was in the shower Sunday morning thinking bloody hell this is a big day this right but imagine being a fan in 66 going to that final thing we've got Moore we've got Banks we've got Cohen we've got Peters we've got Hurst we've got Ball all these these, yeah Nobby Styles all these players we're going to be fine for years we'll get to all the finals 55 years we waited and I don't think I'll be here in 55 years time so I enjoyed it (laughs) it was well, I don't think I will be. I was I was devastated, obviously, and it's a shame what happened, and it's a shame what's happened this week in the aftermath of it all. Yeah. Terrible scenes, but um, yeah. oh, it just I soaked it in. It was a great day, a great it day. Was, oh, uh, yeah, I was quite. I, I got. I don't think I've been that drunk watching a football match for a long time. But it wasn't drinking out of pleasure. It was like drinking a cope with all of the stress. Oh, I had a... that good. You know that, that gif on Twitter where the guy's got the wine glass in the chair and he's just talking, <laughs> yeah. like that all the way through. Oh, man. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, right, believe... Get to the finals, though. Oh. After how bad we've been from, what, 08? I'm going to say, to, at least up until 14. It, in 2010... 2016 was like the... We lost to Iceland. That's oh, yeah, right. who, Thank who, you. I forgot who what followed, we did 16. Who, who followed England around Europe between 2014 and 2016? Just, just about every game. This guy <laughs> did. And then who, who got good when this guy stopped following them? England did. Yeah. Bloody Roy. Roy Hutchin. Roy Hutchin. 
I'll tell you what, though. During this podcast, I have learned that people do not understand the sarcasm of a Geordie football fan. Because obviously being a Newcastle and an England fan, when I'm going, it's coming home or we're going to win, it's drenched in sarcasm, but people don't get that. Because I got some horrible, <coughs> well, not horrible tweets. I got some, ha-ha, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, people were yeah, yeah. People were um, like calling sim- people were people calling me racist because I'm English, which is a bit of a paradox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Wow. yeah but people are like oh, it's Sims, you're right for being so cocky, Ross. And I'm like, it's not, it's not. You cannot be confident and cocky being an England fan. No, it's, it's a weird thing. Was, it's an ironic song. It's, it's an, an ironic. Song. Yes, it is. It's all drenched <laughs> in irony. But we'll get that out of the way there. Yeah. yeah, you are right though, Ross. It is good to preface that sometimes because one of the things is I'll go on Twitter, I'll say something, and the. I don't know if it's the English or it's a British thing of, I'm going to say something dumb that I know that my mates know it's going to be dumb and stupid. And then you see all the Captain American literals reading it going, this does, that's stupid. That's a stupid sentence that I'm going to take literally in everything seriously. I'm like, oh, God. I mean, you do have 100,000 followers. Some of those 100,000 people are going to not get it, you know. And they're the loudest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like when you make a joke that you're really proud of, and you're like, "That's a good one." And then one of the replies is like, "Don't you mean?" And then something less funny than what you've said. And I'm like, "Oh come, on. just le- let me have one. Come on." People are like, "Hang on, I want to join it. I want to join." Oh, <laughs> which go I, on, what you got? Great, which is fun and that, but don't make it sound like you're. I was going to say, don't make it sound like you're funnier than me, which which sounded so arrogant. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean that. Anyway. Save me, Matthew. Save me. <laughs> Bless you, well, all we need to do is some like big, news, big news from last night, by the way. I don't know if it's in the notes, but apparently... Oh, um, is that being publicly... Re- it seems... Oh, it's on the Coltholic website. Yes. Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a funny way of saying it. I don't think there's anything funnier than just saying it. Um, Goldberg's coming back. Yeah. Oh, no! Next week on Raw, apparently Goldberg's going to come back to set up. A, sorry for spoilers, everybody. If you want to avoid, well, the don't spoilers, say, don't say, don't say who's setting it up with then. Don't say who's setting it up. Well, with. That's that's the news, isn't it? It's out there. We're not we're not doing anything underhanded here. Yeah, it's, it's all. It's I don't wonder as well. It's like, do we do we reveal it? No, like, it's all over. It's like, all oh, over like, social media. What, yeah. what do we do? Yeah, it's, 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 he's going to set up a program with Bobby Lashley. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I I'm staggered. I mean, I'm not staggered because he's got this deal. I think it's this year and next year. Before it runs out, where he's got two matches a year. And obviously, he's had this but, one match this year with uh, with Drew, which is fine. Oh, he did, didn't he? But it's fine when it's not. Why can't they build a feud for him? It's not a title feud. Do they have to be title feuds? Yeah, it's Goldberg. Oh, he's the biggest and the best wrestler of all time. That's what I've learned over the past several years. The way he's been booked and overprotected and stuff like that. Aye, aye, aye. Is it if it if it leads to Big E getting his dream match and and taking the title? Off a Goldberg after slapping all kinds of meat with them. No, it's I'll not. cry. But if that doesn't happen, I'll cry in a different way. I'll be upset. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how Sam justifies this one. I'll be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, he was defending Goldberg beating the Fiend, and obviously the Fiend's doing brilliant now. So yeah. it all was for the best. Didn't derail anything, did it? That that loss no, in Saudi Arabia. No, no, it was perfectly booked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ending on the biggest news. Reckoning members, uh, oh god, can remember their names? Slapjack, Slapjack and Reckoning. Oh no, that's right. Sorry, Reckoning is such a weird name for one person. Retribution <laughs> members, Reckoning and Slapjack are now just Maya Yim and Shane Thorne. The end of an era. E R R O R. I would have kept Shane Thorne as Slapjack. 
and I would have let and I would have let T Bar and Mace go back and Reckoning go back to their old selves. But Slapjack's the one I would have kept. Slapjack would have been great. Showed up and going like backstage, <laughs> and people going. Yeah, right, mate. He goes, yeah, it's me, Slapjack for Retribution. Shut it down, shut it down. He's shaking the camera and all this. And they're like, you know, it's, it's over, right? Damn right it's over. This is the pop for Slapjack. <laughs> Just in constant denial, like one of those Japanese soldiers who still thinks it's World War Two. I'd like that as a gimmick. That'd be class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Slapjack. He's oh, like knocking Slapjack. over a guy. <laughs> Do you want to match me? Like, no, Slapjack, you're too scary. That's right. <laughs> I like Slap. I like Slapjack. I like Slapjack now. <laughs> and that that was kind of the news. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah, time for the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, uh, Gareth Southgate, eighteen percent. That's because that's be- if that had, if that poll had taken place before the final. We might be looking at a win for me there, but yeah, never mind. Yeah, as you bet there. Ah, oh, Terry Funk's ICP story, 33%. I thought that was a shoo-in. Oh, who am I kidding? The clear winner, obvious as day, Pablo the Cat, 40%. Because Tom Campbell had the story about Pablo the Cat, TikTok star, uh, getting, doing that thing that cats do where they see their own reflection and... Size off going, all right, do you want some, pal? Like no Snapchat. So, yeah, well but... done, Tom Campbell. You are not here. So, we'll have to delegate to, to the guy uh, stepping Ross. in for you this week, which is Ross Woodell. The guy what stepping in. That's right. <laughs> the guy stepping in. Uh, the guy who's sort of been here since the start, with gaps in between. That's right. How dare you? I'll sneeze in your face next week. But um, I'm going to go oh, for... Promises, promises. One of, those, one of those, those concept ones. I'm going to steal Jack's thunder here. I'm just going to go for the concept of integrity. Um, because <laughs> over the past couple of weeks, I've been going through... It's been a rather sobering time um, since me, myself and... I don't know say his name, but myself and Andrew did a tier list. Um, and at the start of the tier list, Andrew revealed that he only applied to work for... Cult- this, this is... People might think this is a storyline. This is a story I had no idea about until Andrew said it on a tier list with me. Andrew got a job with Cultaholic with the the sole intention of then getting a job with Triple Jump. He was going to use Cultaholic to get in the door and then bugger off to pastures new. So I think that's underhanded. I think that's unacceptable. I don't like to see Cultaholic wrestling. You know, myself, Jack, Sam and Adam took a huge leap of faith put everything on the line, bet on ourselves, had an absolute living nightmare for a long time there. It still is most days. It's terrifying. Um, oh and he's he's taken all that and he's just wiped his ass with it. And I'm not happy with it. Um, so I'm going to take him down at Money in the Bank in the predictions competition. He will be suffering, hopefully, all kinds of Money in the Bank chops. What they are, Matthew, I've got no idea. But I'm going to go for the concept of integrity um, with just live your life with that eye. doesn't matter about intensity. Doesn't matter about intelligence in most parts, but integrity is the spice of life. Now, when you say he was intending to depart for pastures new, it is the same company. <laughs> like it's under the same. Yeah, it's a I'm different not. channel, though. It's a, he wanted to be okay, exclusive, right. exclusive to Triple Jump, working with the illustrious Ben and the illustrious Peter. Now I've watched the clip in question, and Andrew. I was shocked as well because he does admit it. He does go, yeah, that was true. Yeah, yeah. And Ross is like, are you joking? He's like, no, no. And now I was shocked watching that. 
But I think he did say that he applied to both. Like it wasn't like he. It wasn't like he. It's still a bit. He applied. He, well, it's still, he applied to Cultaholic first, and then applied oh. to Triple Jump, and then Sam was like, "You're really good, you." Which he is. To in all fairness, Andrew is a, a fairly, a fairly talented guy, I guess, but um, <laughs> quite good at his job. Um, so Sam was like, "Yeah, come and work for Cultaholic," but he applied for Triple Jump as well, with the intention of going there. So Sam nabbed him for us before he could jump three times to them. Now, but Andrew's more into his action. Well, no, he's in wrestling as well. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So the concept wow. of integrity. Don't right. be a poo house like Andrew Hod- Hodkinson. I always say his name wrong. I need to stop myself. It's always Hodge up here, isn't it, in Newcastle? Not Hod. Hodkinson. I've got a mate. I've got a mate. He's called Hodgie. Yeah. Hi, Hodgie. Hodgie. That's why he's a hot rod. <laughs> so him having a triple jump of faith to start working at Colholly can hopefully make his way up, climb the ladder of success. You don't like that? No. I want people mm. a cultaholic who want to be a cultaholic. I don't want people, you know, I don't want people like, for example, you know, I'm a Newcastle United fan, people like Johan Kabai who want to use Newcastle as a stepping stone to get to Paris Saint-Germain. That's what Andrew's done. Yeah, essentially, Rafa, to, to Rafa Benitez, up to Everton. Uh, Here he is. The Mackham's arrived. Um, but yeah, I just want people who want to be here, you know. If, um, just I think we should sell them to a different football club. I don't want to have them, you know. Oh, <laughs> Andy Cole. He's Andy, he's Andy Cole. He's Andy Cole. Oh, there's no need for that type of language, Jack, are we? That's, that's okay. Too I soon. Don't know, I don't, don't know about soon. that. Like, I don't know about that. Kevin well, Keaton sold, sold Andy Cole to build oh, a better team. Ugh. Ooh, Andy to build Co- a better team? Did Andy he pay Co- for Shearer? Andy Cole didn't want to leave. Andy Cole was oh, sold by Kevin oh. Keegan. That's why Kevin Keegan had to defend himself on the steps. You've got oh, to let me manage this club. <laughs> he went, trust I, me, it'll be all right. And it wasn't all right. Yeah, it wasn't all right. We got Keith Gillespie. I thought you got Shearer. And what a cash. <laughs> did you, did you, was Shearer and Cole there at the same time? No, no. no. Okay, all right. Shearer and Ferdinand. Free ah. air. What, free an aerial, air. what an free. aerial threat that must have been. They wow. were there, just off on a tangent here, they were there for a year together and scored 47 goals together. And then Ferdinand left. Couldn't believe it, oh. even though I was like three. Imagine. <laughs> you remember, remember when there used to be two strikers in a team? That's so weird to think now, these days, when everyone's a midfielder. Even the fullbacks. That's another thing as well. Football's lost its integrity, much like Andrew. <laughs> the game's gone. Oh, there you go, that's a segue. How's that? <laughs> Oh, where do you where do you start, Matthew? Do you start at the top with the corruption with FIFA? Do you go onto the pitch with with people like Cellini um, doing what he did to Saka? That is how oh, that wasn't a red card. I've got no idea. So where do you, it's, it's 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 anywhere in the game. It's lost its integrity from the top to the bottom. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> Ross, the concept of integrity is something I struggle with as well, but definitely gets my vote just for that magnificent rant. I'd love it Thank if I beat you. him on Sunday. Love it. I would love it. So, what have you two speak now? Yeah, I was going to say, I was, I was just <laughs> making sure the dust had settled. I'm going to go with one that I'm very happy about. Thousands of people are defying a nationwide coronavirus lockdown in Bangladesh to see... What do you think? Do you think there's a, there's a new club opened? Oh, maybe go check out this restaurant, or maybe there's a football match of some integrity happening, or maybe no integrity happening. No, they're flocking to see Rani 
a 51 centimetre tall cow whose owner claims it is the world's smallest. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. There's, there's some, some people for comparison. That's not even real. It's not moving. It's not. It's, it's a photo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real. Oh, there you go. Um, it talks as well. Holy Christ. Um, yes, uh, this, this is joining the lovely stable that we have here, hopefully, that wins. Of let's see, Manky Swans, can I read? Yep. Long boy from Dan yep. Seth. Um Fat Lump the Dog. Yeah. Which was if we remember if I could say it without laughing, because I have that saved on my desktop because anytime I'm feeling bad I look at that and I laugh again. Uh <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, maybe I won't or I'll just completely uh ruin this podcast. But yes. I just love the idea of not only a tiny cow, which is amazing, but the idea of people going, you know, hey, honey, my parents aren't in. Do you want to come over? Oh, I can't. It's coronavirus lockdowns, you know. I've got the world's smallest cow. Oh, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> Holy, whoa. Whoa, look at that cow. Can I read an excerpt from the BBC article on oh, this? Oh, please do. Visitors have been flocking to a farm in Bangladesh to see a new celebrity, a dwarf cow called Rani. The 23-month-old Booty, or Bhutanese cow, stands just 51 centimetres high and weighs 28 kilograms. Despite a national COVID lockdown, more than 15,000 people have reportedly visited Rani at her farm in Charigram, near the capital of Dhaka. Farm manager Haslan Howladar has applied to the Guinness Book of Records saying Rani is the world's smallest cow. And here we go. I have never seen anything like this in my life, visitor Rina told BBC Bangladesh. <laughs> well, yeah, but... It just—it's only a little cow. It's not going to grow what? and get bigger. It's only a little cow. No, it's not a baby cow. It's a fully it's grown. Not, it's not a calf. Wow! Look how small this cow is. Be like, hang on, it's just been born. <laughs> it's like people, people who buy those um, like micro pigs and go, ah, oh, look at how cute it is. Look how small it is. And then six months later, it's the size of a cow or yeah. a massive pig. She doesn't eat much. She eats a small amount of bran and straw twice a day. She likes to row outside and seems to be happy when we take her in our arms. To be fair, I mean, I've, you know those that Instagram reels, Malarkey? How like you watch one video, then you get many suggested on that topic. I watched one on cows, and it turns out cows are lovely animals. Duh. Just lots of Instagram reels about cows on my Instagram at the minute. Very docile. Yeah, very docile, much like a, very much like a dog as well. What? When they're, when, like when they're, loyal? When, yeah, when they're young, like just like like getting petted and whatnot and scratches oh. and licks and whatnot, yeah. What I liked as well with the photos of the tiny cow next to normal-sized cows and both of them looking at each other, trying to figure out, are you me but small or am I supposed to be your size? Which of us is, you know... It kind of reminds me when we used to take the greyhounds out of me uh, dad and they go to the fields and they see the horses and they're just both staring at you one another trying to figure out like I'm, is this right? <laughs> I hate Are horses, you far mate. away? Am I? Am I uh, you know well, let's not think about it. If, I'm already a, a dog horse, or a horse. If, if a horse ever gets in this hall of fame I'm going to be living. I hate them. Just a horse? Oh wait why do you, you hate horses? Are you, have you seen them? Yes uh, I have. They I, are terrifying. Are you scared of horses? Oh God, yeah. How is that? How is anybody not scared of horses? Is what I don't understand. I don't get it. It's a they sore point. It's, it's a sore point with me. What horses like? Because I went to, um, I forget which Spanish island it was back in the day with me mom, and they had like went to this ranch for a meal, 
and before you went in for a meal, you had the chance to ride a horse. And I was like 12 or something at the time, and they were like, oh, you could ride this little pony. And then the guy goes, no, no, too big, too big. And then oh. so I was like, oh, I've got to ride the fully-fledged massive horse. So the, the cowboy fella, I forget what, what's the right word to use there. <laughs> cowboy the cowboy fella, fella um, he sits on a saddle, right, as you do on a horse. And then because I was a kid, I just got put on, like, the back of the horse's neck, bobbing up and down on pure oh. bone. Oof. I might not be able to have kids because of that, I'm sure. But it was <laughs> agony, absolute <coughs> agony, bobbing up and down, you know, the, the, the sack of the testicles. Weren't they were getting squashed even back then? So yeah, I, I don't mind. I think horses are beautiful, me. Beautiful creatures. <laughs> it was just such a surprising twist to the end of the story. Uh, but they're not. If you if you want to ride a horse, invest in a saddle. Don't sit on the back of their neck. <laughs> yeah, write that down. Yeah. And uh, no, I don't think you can ride Ranny, the world's smallest, smallest cow, cow, and soon to be Colorholic Hall of Fame. <laughs> Jack, what have you got for us? Well, I'm torn between two now because my first one has kind of already been talked about because I was going to go for Ross Tweddle because I watched his video with Andrew and I felt like a deep loyalty stirring me for the art of presenting over editing. When we head back into the office, it's going to largely be split and the presenters and writers and Triple Jump are, in, are going to be in one room and then you've got the edit, the editor's farm in the other room where they all sit silently. Because editors always work with headphones on, so they're never... It's going to be deathly silent in that one. And I feel like I feel like a divide is brewing between professions. And I think presenters don't get enough of the glory. Have you seen how popular the editors are on this channel? They love Andrew. They love Owen. They love Sam. We don't have many of the other editors on... We don't have, we, we don't have many of the other editors oh, on camera shade. yet. But the editors have started doing their own little in-jokes, keys, keys, whatever that is. Pathetic. It's time what? for... Pres- What's that? Go on. What's that? Keys, keys. It's the thing that... It's the EWO's thing, the editor's world order they've got yeah. going on, where Andrew and Owen will go, keys, keys, because they're doing the too sweet thing and then they, they make a kiss like that. Oh. And, people see, and, and people see that and go, wow, I want to be part of that established order, the editor world order. <laughs> they have a cool hand sign. <laughs> Well, I don't think we've got enough of the glory over the years. Us, the faces yeah, not, of the you channel. You haven't enough glory. No, no. 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 So I'm, I think I might be back in Ross for this week's predictions contest. So I'm either going to nominate Ross for the Hall of Fame in support of him or not horses. Like, not horses. So I can't decide which now. I'll write so down I don't not know. horses now for the... Oh, please. I want Why, not, you know, I want you know not yourself... horses to be here just so people go, What? Do you know what yourself I'm voting the... not horses. <laughs> Do you know what yourself in the Hall of Fame there, Ross? No, I'm fine not being in the Hall of Fame. I'll go for not horses then. Not horses. I'll go for not horses, yeah. <laughs> not horses. Horses are scary. They're massive. They can kick people and potentially kill them. They are... I mean, I'm not... I don't think they're inherently evil or anything. I just think that... I just think that they're easily spooked, aren't they? If you ever walk, if you ever walk past a horse on like a walk, and you're like, "Oh, it's a huge horse," a horse that's like being ridden, not a wild horse, not just I'm not like going on walks around like the wilderness. But yeah, you know what? I, I, whenever I walk past a horse, which isn't too regularly, maybe maybe once every ten years, <laughs> I find the need. <laughs> I find the need to stroke it on the face and go, "There, there, horse, there, there." Everything's you do it. You actually do it. Oh yeah, stroke yeah. a horse in the mouth. I can't get near yeah. them. Yeah. You can tell, like, you, 
what areas you grew up and stuff like that. There was always loads of horses in Bish and we'll go for little walks uh, around in Newcastle. There's, there's like horses in the fields and stuff. You go, hello, horse. That, that's a thing, though. The town moor. If you go walking in the town moor in Newcastle and try and conquer those cows, nah, mm. not happening. There's too many. Too many of them. Yeah. They're out of control. Very slowly. Very slowly out of control. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, when you were walking, like, when you had your year group, because I don't know about your schools, but in my middle school, they always like call you in year group by year group, but the order would vary on days, different days of the week. Okay. On days where like year eight, year seven, year six got called in, and you were in year five, and you had, if you were like one of the first ones in the hall, and you had to walk in the hall with all the older year groups around you, and you were sat there going, "I need to find a table here," but they're all big, intimidating people. That's what it's like walking through the town moor with cows. Okay. Well, like the first day in prison, and you have to sit when eating. The cows go. <laughs> cow <laughs> cow walks up to you and goes, "You're my boyfriend now." And you have to fight back, otherwise they'll always steal your food. Yeah, you have to fight balls. a cow so the other cows can respect you. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, cows have brought the best out of our queen uh, over here in the UK. That that famous bit where she's—I don't know where she's at. She oh yes, like a farmer's auction or something. Like that. I don't know where she was, but she just goes, "Cows!" <laughs> yeah, she's she's absolutely buzzing. She's really excited to see yeah. the cows. Yeah, it's weird. It's like she's never seen one in the flesh before. It's so strange. She's like, oh, well, one is really tired. Have you seen this 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 cow in Bangladesh? Oh, I'm just <laughs> going to the bathroom. We hear the noise of someone shimmying down the drain pipe. When you said she was really tired, I thought you were going to make a cowies, Joe. I thought you. I just thought that'll sort you out, Liz. No, in my head it was oh, this elaborate thing about the the queen sneaking out Buckingham Palace and having the secret the disguise. To go to, go to Bangladesh to see a tiny cow, and I realised, you know what? Maybe I should say out loud how stupid it is. I like. Then it. I remembered one of the try things to, this week in the Cultaholic Hall of Fame predictions. Trying to get yours, trying to get yours back in there. I see. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Is Sneaky. not horses. Not horses, please. Do you realise that that that? <laughs> in terms of voting, though, you're cutting yourself off from other people who do like horses. Oh, I don't care. Are you hope that there's more people that don't like horses than I'm, like horses. I'm horse edge. I've got nothing to do with straight horse. I've got nothing to do with straight horse. <laughs> Dodgiest Native American name I've ever heard in my life. Straight horse. Straight, straight horse of the of, of the tribe Rongan. Yeah. Okay, on that bombshell, non-horses, Rani in bracket world's smallest cow, unconfirmed. Citation needed in bracket, and. The concept of integrity. Yes. Well, how weird is it going to be if integrity doesn't win? Is that saying that we pre- we don't not really bother about integrity? The cow's going to win. The cow. The cow. Yeah, the cow will win. I'm not expecting integrity to win because you know how can how can I say for somebody else have integrity? The stuff I've done in my professional life so far, it's just a, it's a nice thing to sort of hope that people have when they walk in walk in the door here at Cultaholic. I think I think there's a fine line. There's a difference between, for example. I'd say that we don't have much dignity left, but oh, I think yeah. at least we've yeah, got yeah. some integrity. Like all you, when, when all I could think of when you said I haven't got much of that left, or things I've done in my professional, all I could think of was Pachiti sitting in the slop bit bath thing. Yeah, and I thought he did oh, that that's well. More, that's more dignity than. So yeah, you're right. No dignity, all integrity. He took well, a tea bag to the balls with. We donated integrity. that food that we wasted. We rebought it. Like we bought that amount again and donated it to a. Oh, food the way we, so that's integrity. That's integrity. It's going to be a big tip. Like, hey, you can't eat this. I w- we gave them the full paddling pool. Not that. Do <laughs> that and some straw forks. in that, you peasant. <laughs> <laughs> 
It still smells downstairs. Like uh, this office up here is like above where Adam was in there, and you walk in the front door, and there's still like a a bit of uh, a bit of spath in the air because whatever they put in there, I don't know what exactly went in there, but uh, whatever it was, sort of con. Conge- what's the word I'm looking for? Conjugated. I couldn't smell anything last time I went in, but the hay fever has. Yeah, maybe it's just maybe yeah. I'm lucky for yeah. Oh, is this how we're getting excited to be meeting up again at the call like HQ? And we go and go. Oh, that's great to. Oh God. This is the thing oh. though. Next week when we walk into the, the the podcast studio, the podcast studio is situated in the the, the pit of editors. No, so it's oh. going to be awkward if uh, if let's say if Andrew loses or I lose and one of us has to take the chop, it's going to be a bit of bit of tension in the air. Oh. Is this the start of a lovely storyline feud with presenters versus editors? No. Because if I'd, so, Ross, oh, I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> that sounds like fun. I have to, I have to give a quick shout out as well to Gabriel, a young man that I met the other day uh, near the Cultaholic office, uh, because I, I rounded a corner. He was going the other way, and he was wearing our grey hoodie, and we both simultaneously crapped our pants. We were like, "What?" And then we had a lovely chat for a few minutes. Uh, and he's a student, and he was like, I just live right there, and he said to me something great. He was like, obviously I've worked out down the road, you know, as if, like, that's where you are. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, and he was like, I saw Tom Campbell in the supermarket, but I didn't want to bother him. And I was like, Tom Campbell is the last person who, like, you could have easily said hi to him. He would have been more excited than than Gabriel was. I was going to say that, Gabriel would have been gagging to get away by the end of a conversation with Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Not because because Tom's not a nice person to talk to, just because Tom will talk to you for a long time. He's that invested in everybody that's ever lived. He's got integrity. I was about to say, segue that to what you said. Yeah, if there was was a a personification of integrity, it would be Tom Campbell. Tom Campbell and Kurt Angle. No, Tom Campbell. Okay, just Tom Campbell. Tom Campbell here, Kurt Angle somewhere down here. Fair enough. Cows, horses, Tom, Kurt Angle. <laughs> the Queen okay. down below. And the Queen down below, of course. She's <laughs> underground at a secret airplane to Bangladesh. Those are the picks for the Coholic this week. And don't worry, you can vote for worry, any guys. of those amazing picks, God help you, by going to patreon.com forward slash Coldaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. This week in wrestling. Smackdown to start. Roman Reigns and Heyman open the show and laugh off the idea that Edge has gotten in Roman's head. Ha ha ha. Jimmy Uso interrupts and says he tried to take out Edge last week while Roman was on vacation. Roman says it was no vacation and here comes Jay. Roman says he wants all three of them to succeed and they hug it out. But he looks a bit angry. Mm. Oh, did they? Well, no, he was hooking them, going, that's great. He looked at the camera like, not impressed. Roman Reigns is just like Andrew, in the sense that Andrew is using cultaholic wrestling to get onto something else. And the tribal chief is using his cousins to keep his universal title, which I believe Paul Heyman is doubting Roman Reigns will be able to keep. Because during his entrance this week on SmackDown, Paul Heyman was seen sort of clutching the universal title. Paul Heyman was seen praying when Roman Reigns held it above his head, so I'm going to put my media studies GCSE to good use here and say that Paul Heyman is doubting his tribal chief. Ooh. Lovely shacket from James Soto as well in this segment, I thought. Lovely shacket. Is he taking inspiration from you? Obviously, yeah, because I'm the only person who wears a shacket, me and Gareth Southgate. Um, but Gareth got rid of his after the first game of the Euros, after that, that lady in the press was like, 
Don't wear a shacket, Gareth. Get some style in your play instead. He's a lovely man. He's a lovely man. Makes you sick, doesn't it? I'll I'll defend him to the death. Anyway, do I not like that? (laughs) uh, Just anything 90s for you. Just any out 90s, right? No, it's just because it's like, anytime there's a football manager for England and you hear stories of people going, no, no, I don't want the job. No, no, no. And they go, why is that? Don't you want your team to succeed? You're like, no. I get dragged over the coals by the press. Mm. So remember that image of him with the bloody uh, onion head? Was it a turnip? Turnip. Turnip. It was a dodgy looking Photoshop. Can we not knock it? Can we not knock it? That your, documentary your... sensational. Again, again, yeah, just from boy, that documentary is amazing. Say that the fourth official. Tell tell your mate, the ref, he's just got me the sack. Oh my god. <sighs> anyway. Baron Corbin says he needs to get into the Money in the Bank ladder match because he's lost everything. Oh man. His house now, I think, as well. Oh man, his yeah. car. Yeah. His house. Pat McAfee going. <laughs> Corbin's hairline is oh, committing I'm... treason to the rest of his face. I wrote that down. <laughs> Corbin, Corbin's been bald for years now. He's he's made that decision. No, but he's he's lost his baldness. Yeah, he can't oh, afford to be bald anymore. He, he so no, his hair's going back. <laughs> he's down he's on his payments everything. on the bald centre. So could he afford to maybe wangle himself a hair versus hair match on a semi-regular basis and just lose it deliberately every time <laughs> to save I his was, money? Why right. My hair do... versus a fiver. Why didn't they do hair versus hair when he cut it off? I thought that was a missed opportunity. If there's one guy you want losing yeah. the hair versus hair match, it was Corbin back then. Because it yeah. would have been one of these things where it's like, no, you, you need it. You, you, uh, you losing that match was, would have been an improvement. So. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They could have done something with it. Anyway, started, uh, once he got rid of the hair, there was all those reports that Vince was like, he's handsome. He's going to be a star. But he Which wasn't got his car. Ah, he was. Well, he's yeah, out he, now. He is handsome though. When you look, he's at him. a handsome oh, man. He's a is. handsome man. He he's tall. Oh, he's just lovely. I don't know what's happening there. I think I fancy Baron Corbin. I the feel Barney, sorry for. Apparently, he's a lovely man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a double turn? Potentially, I don't know because it's not working, is it? If they're trying to make people feel sorry for 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 big bars, I don't think it's working at the minute. Maybe it'll work when when fans are back in. But I think they'll the laugh was, at him. Yeah, when when he was sat on the floor, like when he loses this match, which by the way was the ninth match in a row for Corbin uh, on TV where he's had Nakamura involved with it dating back to April. And this was the sixth singles match on SmackDown between the pair since May the 14th. They've been spinning wheels now, waiting for the end of the Thunderdome for a long time. Smack- like the the long other card of SmackDown needs big, big, big changes because it's, it's repetitive. All yeah. the way, well, most of it's repetitive. All of it's repetitive from the tag team scene yeah. to Corbin and Nakamura to Rollins and Cesaro to the women's tag team. That's quite... Re- is it? I'm not even sure what happens there anymore. I feel bad for Tamina. Uh, Liv Morgan and Kamala. Oh, you shouldn't it's- feel bad for Tamina. Because she's say, in yeah. the Money in the Bank ladder match. I know. She was oh. getting pelters last night on Twitter because apparently it was her fault that the big surprise of the TBA was down to her. I kind of believe that. She, they, they hung her out to dry last night. So they yeah, did the it was a hospital pass. Mm. And yeah, shout-outs to... Pat McAfee and Biggie's foot massage machines that they had at ringside. I've got one of them, and they're lovely. So Corbin, and, uh, sorry, Corbin lost. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Corbin loses a qualifying match to Nakamura, who turned up with Boogs. Boogs had Corbin's old car. Ah, uh, he bought it at an auction. He bought it at oh, Boogs isn't an auction. Nob. Boogs is a horrible Nakamura man. isn't a bad guy. Boogs is. Nakamura is just 
wrestling and winning matches and crowns and every all yeah. the accolades that come along the way. Boogs has come to the main roster to destroy one man's life, and I don't understand why. I'm hoping there's some kind of Raven Dreamer backstory to this. Yeah. I would argue that Boogs has given Nakamura the pep in his step, the spunk mm. in his love gun. Boogs' behaviour with... That was so spinal tap. With his... <laughs> with his um, with a guitar, it's obviously got Nakamura firing on all cylinders. All of the cylinders are firing. I would argue God, that Boogs is the air that Nakamura breathes. Boogs makes Nakamura tick. Nakamura is nothing without Rick Boogs, who should okay. still be called Eric Bugenhagen. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to die on that hill. He's, he's the wind underneath his ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the man in his box. It's the man in this cardboard box. They shag all day long, don't they? There we go, yeah, they do, yeah. I'm not getting it. What are we talking about? (laughs) Natalia and Tamina have a non-title match against the mystery opponents. Revealed to be Tegan Knox and Shotzi. Just Shotzi. Shotzi, Shotzi. that's right. Shotzi and Knox. Shotzi (laughs) and Knox. Riding along on the little green tank. That's all I could think when they kept saying, oh, Michael Cole was like, oh, it's Shotzi and Knox. It's Shotzi and Knox. It's Shotzi and Knox. It is Shotzi and Knox. It's it's fantastic to see just how much Ember Moon didn't want to go back to the main (laughs) roster. Don't take me back. I've come back to NXT. I'm having a great time. That's all right. Is this how we'll just put someone else in your place then? It's a... Yeah, it's becoming increasingly frequent, and we'll see a, a bigger example of this when we talk about NXT this week. That p- plans, storylines are just getting cut off halfway through just to shuffle people around. Tegan Knox had only just come back, and it looked like she was setting up a, a like a, a, a revenge match against Candice LeRae. Yeah. I think that might be over now. <laughs> like, what's yeah, going it, on? She came back, cost the tag titles, and then sodded off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. mind games. That though, that's mind games. <laughs> that's what we'll say. And you know what? If she started come promos on NXT going, ha ha, you can't come here. And I'm not <laughs> going there. <laughs> and, they show, and then building it up then at the Rumble, they interact. That, that might be nice. It'll never happen, but it might be nice. Mm, anyway, yeah. um, Shorty and Knox, the crime fighters of the sea. They, they look all right. It's, it's definitely a, a come down from what they were doing in NXT to SmackDown Women's Tag Team Division. So that means they'll fit in just well. Well, it's a good time for them because live crowds are about to come back. Maybe they'll really take to them. There you go. I like Maybe. them. I like the pair of them anyway. They've got the tank. They've got the charisma. It's good that they're getting the numbers back up as well because that, that division was floundering for the long... Well, well since the, the latest releases, I guess, and the releases before that. They've stripped back that division too much, but thankfully they've got those two now. Uh, Tony Storm, it was announced during this week's show. She's going to SmackDown, yeah. which uh, hopefully, because that that's weird how her NXT career sort of panned out. She should have surely been a lot higher up the, the women's division than she was, how she was used and turned heel for not much of a good reason. But, uh, yeah. Because uh, me and Jack were going, did you see Tony Storm lost a match? Can you believe it on NXT? <laughs> what it can that be. mean? It's like, oh, I should go to SmackDown, Harry. And uh, at least it makes sense that they're using NXT like NXT. I think it's been a while since we've had a proper, all right, they're, they're done. They're, they're ready for the main roster. They're like, all The ready entire for the point main... of NXT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, all, they all are now because like, NXT is a proper show. It's not what it used to be. Not, mm. not what it was back in my day. Yeah. But you got to know the superstars before they became superstars. Uh, <laughs> and it were all hills. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> it was all hills. This is all, all, hills. all people say, God, hey, when you look at a bunch oh. of buildings, go, hey, it used to be trees. <laughs> of course, now it's, you go to the Newcastle and see the student flats, it goes, they used to be pubs. Yeah, <laughs> that used to be a boogies. <laughs> yeah. I got drunk there, there, there. <laughs> Sonia Deville announces that due to Bailey's injury, Bianca Belair will be defending her title at next week's show, rather than Money in the Bank. She brings out her new challenger, Charlotte Fl- Sorry, uh, Carmella. Okay. Underwhelming uh, pick, but I think they knew that, which is why they had Carmella going, ooh, that upsets you, doesn't it? That that upsets you <laughs> that it's me in this slot. Um, yeah, Bailey's going to get that Triple H MSG pop when she comes back, isn't she? It's going to be like, yeah. hope they do a promo package with you two's beautiful yeah. day on. <laughs> She'll be going down to Alabama to see Dr. Birmingham. Alabama, I don't know. And she'll come back in. That'd be great. That, that was his name. Dr. Birmingham, Alabama. I'm Dr. Birmingham. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like Dr. It's Dr. Love Death. It's got, it's got a cool name, honey. The, the knee, the knee guy. Something I'm like gonna that. Find it. I'm going to find it out. It's, so I, I, I can't wait for this. I hope they do it and just sat there on the, on the end of the thing, like doing the knee thing, going, uh, just bending yeah. their knee and stuff. It's, uh... And they do the interview that's used years later when Bailey's like, well, I was hooked up in the hotel for ages, but it's all right because they got me the free porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back to this segment while Jack is Oh, yeah, back to this segment while we Google what pr- <laughs> Professor Love Death, I like a how... Bond villain, uh, helped her out. Oh, Jeffrey Dugas. Douglas, Dugar, maybe. That's, that's not, that's not what I thought it was. That no, sound no. Like... Maybe that was a more recent surgery. Oh, no, that was his peck. That was his peck. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, it's sure. a different okay. one for the He's one. got a cool name. I like how Sonny DeVille is yeah. playing with the emotions of Liv Morgan. I like how that is happening. And now that yeah. we've had Tamina fill the, the random spot, because I predicted it was going to be Sonya in the, in the TBA role. I hope that now right. Sonya just shafts Liv Morgan straight out the match and puts herself in it. And then that builds a storyline yes. between those two. I think that'll be a lot more effective. Because I put, a lot of people can see Liv Morgan win, but I can't see it myself. I don't know about you two. I can't, I can't no, see I it. Can't see it. No, I can't see it. It's very low tier. I couldn't find oh, his no, name, by the way. I'm sorry. If you know Come it, on. leave it in the comments down below. Dr. Love Death. I, I hope his name, yeah. And have an interview <laughs> with him. It's like, hello. I'm Dr. Love Death. <laughs> I'm fixed wrestlers. S- I'm going to scope your knee. <laughs> ah! I hope I never have to have knees. So I can't. I don't like my knees being touched. It's like the part of my body. I'm like, no. Nah, Hello, don't. I'm Doctor Horse. I'm here to examine you. No, it's my worst. <laughs> the worst thing that could possibly happen. Also, Andrew will be assisting because he used his job at Triple Jump to get a job here at the, the horse surgery. Oh, I'm I'm largely fine with Andrew, just not this weekend. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Seth Rollins beats Cesaro again. This time in the Money in the Bank qualifier with Kevin Owens on guest commentary. So after re-signing with WWE, Cesaro has since beat Seth at Mania, which is then dismissed as a fluke. Lost decisively to Roman at Backlash, which he didn't even get the swing in. Lost to Seth by a fluke roll-up at Hell in a Cell. And then lost decisively to Seth on SmackDown as Seth's finisher. Thus proving everything Seth was saying about Cesaro not being on the same level as him and the win at WrestleMania being a fluke. It's true! You suck, Cesaro. Why have they done this? Why? Because he's foreign. Let's just say it. Let's get it out there. That's what it is. It's Vince McMahon. That's what. I, that's what happens. To tell you what, I enjoyed uh, Cesaro's post when Switzerland won that penalty shootout, and he put on Twitter him in his Switzerland shirt celebrating, and on Facetime, who was watching the match with him, also in a Switzerland shirt. It was Seamus. I thought it was lovely. Very nice moment. Though. 
Speaking of Seamus, swim for a moment. Um, Colaholic, uh, the news section, the website. Did go oh, the through. featured image, Matthew. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank oh you. my so, god. The title: WWE Seamus. WWE Seamus. I'll show you. WWE Seamus gets engaged. Congratulations, <laughs> the happy couple. Wow, okay. that's nice. What image do you think they use of Seamus? Oh no, you don't no, know? no, I'll no, show no. you. <laughs> I've got it <her> now. <laughs> I thought you were going to show a picture of the bar implying that he got engaged to Cesaro, but that's oh, that's, that's nice. Oh, that's Wrestling News Now's headline. <laughs> no, what's Darby the one w- they do now? Newsroom: WWE as US Champion Sheamus gets engaged to Cesaro. Mm. What's the one I've seen on Twitter a bunch of times where it goes rest? Sorry, my thing. I think my uh, webcam got so steamed up watching that lovely picture of Seamus that it's out of focus now. <laughs> I'll fix that in a second. But the the YouTube channel where it goes like, the we wrestlers that you didn't know were related? And it goes like, brother and sister. And it's like Finn Balor and Becky Lynch. Yeah. Oh, wrestling news now, yeah. It, That's is that, oh, is that wrestling news now? I saw that. Honestly, Wait, what? It's, it's, it's nice oh, to my. see No, Steve. you fixed it. It had fixed itself. Anyway, carry on. Pretend It'll fix itself. I'm saying it's nice to see Steve from because me, me and Richard in the office always used to just watch the videos and laugh at them because he he does these wacky photoshops like yeah um, and makes like ladies pregnant like with terrible photoshops and stuff like that. No, this this wrestler got this wrestler pregnant even though that couldn't possibly happen. And Steve from Stephen Larson started parodying those videos in a very very good way. He just, Does he? I need to watch got, that. He's got the voice down. I think it's on his personal channel. I can't remember which channel it's on, but they are good. He's got the nice. voice and the mannerisms down. Darby <laughs> Um Don't worry, Matthew. Just just carry on. I'm not worrying. I tell you what, though, that avalanche falcon arrow into a suplex over the top rope. How those two men did that move in one fluid motion? Is beyond my comprehension. I think they're good pals as well. I like to. Cesaro like seems like Cesaro seems like he's pals with everyone, doesn't he? To be fair, he's one of those. Yeah. It would be when you've he's got neutral. a massive winky. Oh. <laughs> he is neutral, and he does have a massive winky allegedly. I like how Seamus every time he. Uh, it seems like every time he tweets Cesaro, he always ends it with BDT or something <laughs> like that. Big Dick Tony. Big Dick Tony. The Usos try to ambush Edge in his locker room, but he's already left. Edge bickers with Rollins backstage behind the ring and calling out Roman. And then Roman brawls with Edge as the Mysterios return to attack the Usos on the outside. Roman bails as Edge crossfaces both Usos with a chair leg to end the show. What do you mean you don't remember the Edge Ray Mysterio tag team from 02? Of course. They've got tremendous history. Former yeah. tag team champions on Smacky Down, weren't they? 2002 match of the year. Survivor Series. Uh, no mercy. There, were all, there was lots of good tag matches around there. Oh, they had right? loads. Though. SmackDown was amazing <laughs> yeah. during that time. The SmackDown, Smackdown 6. 6. Check out our video recently on the SmackDown 6, written by the wonderful Justin Henry, and edited by the wonderful Owen Mawson, I believe, that one. See, there's yeah. Owen and Justin, two people who wanted to work for Cultaholic, applied <laughs> oh. for Cultaholic, had a job with Cultaholic, and enjoy working for Cultaholic without wanting to go anywhere else, no matter what their other interests are. But not like Andrew. Not like Andrew. Have you uh, never heard of this ever happening before? No. In companies, like someone joining but wanting to progress in a different. Oh part yeah, of it that. happens. I mean, I mean, we did it, um, but it, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's it's, it's it's not even as bad it's, as what it we stings. did. It's, it's totally... it stings. It stings when it's your own baby. That's what it's I'm saying. Fa- it's far less controversial than what we did. We set up a whole new a rival. We set up a competitor to the one we were at. Nah, he I'm just wants worse. to join. Okay, all right, okay, fair enough. 
If anybody knows any good webcams, by the way, that isn't the Lifecam Microsoft one, if you let me know in the comments, that'd be fantastic. Because <laughs> I'm about ready to just swing this through the window. You look you look hot, Matthew. You look hot. Look like Mandy Rose's entrance. It's like a 70s porn flick. Bit of Vaseline <laughs> on the camera. Vaseline on the lens. Thank you. Well, it's not... That usually does it. And pull focus. And he's just not doing it today. That's fantastic. Well, rather than make this the Matthew Webcam Podcast, we'll move on. Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley faces Xavier Woods in a non-title match. And loses! What? Shock da, 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 da. and horror. Shock and horror. Remember I didn't the like this. When Xavier Woods was scared of Bray Wyatt... And the other two uh, members of New Day were not scared of Bray Wyatt. Oh, God, Woods. remember that? Remember that? Like that he was a child. Of, that attempt at like, the Hardy Universe thing. Yeah. That was weird, that, wasn't it? That and was now, weird. And now Xavier Woods is beating the WWE champion with a roll-up on Monday Night Raw. It's a, it's, it's a staggering turn of events. I didn't like it at first, but now that I can sort of see which direction it's going in, I think I'm all right with it. Actually, this one. I'm a bit because I was a bit. I was as everybody was. I was taken aback by because you know Bobby Lashley losing just before Money in the Bank. What's going on here? But the ending segment of the night, which we'll speak about later on, I'm fine with it. Me, I'm I'm happy yeah. that Bobby's told the lovely the lovely ladies where to go. <laughs> no nonsense, Bobby Lashley. Get no yourself nonsense. back to AEW right now. I was going to say, and she went, "All right, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I was all right with it because Lashley's looked so dominant these past few months. Like They do need to show some weakness because on paper, Kofi versus Lashley, I'm like, nah, mm. near chance. Near oh, chance he's think, losing. I don't think it's going to last very long. Well, I'm scared for Kofi. I'm scared. Just saying. I think Ross has nailed it. Ross reckons that... Oh no! You just want it to not last very long. Oh yeah, it was my pitch. I just want I want Bobby just to. This is with the the caveat that the plans are. This was before the Goldberg news broke. I thought that just don't worry about Matthew. We can see it's fine. Go on, Karen. Ignore me. <laughs> this was before the Goldberg news broke. Uh, I thought that the plans were apparently in the, in the dirty sheets that it was going to be uh, Lashley versus Lesnar at SummerSlam, which obviously isn't going to happen now. But um, I wanted uh, Lashley on Sunday to beat Kofi in one second less than Brock did on that first SmackDown on Fox. Then just start mocking Brock's new haircut, which is news we should speak about, by the way, I think. Oh, he's a butcher. Have you seen it? Aye. Butcher, he had a big slab of meat on him. I had a deep dive on that channel, watching how tomahawk steaks are cut. What a fascinating channel. Mm. That's a dream of mine to take a picture with a tomahawk steak that I bought with my own money. Oh. The, the steak with a handle. So it is, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about meat now. But yeah, it's, uh, I thought it was a cool look for him. People going, wow, he's got cool hair. It looks like he drinks IPA. Uh, it's the yeah. beard as well. It's a, it's a, another, I would say it's arguably more shocking than Xavier Woods defeating the WWE champion on Monday Night Raw. Is Brock Lesnar's goatee and whatever that haircut combination is called. What's that haircut called? Um... Is it a top knot? No, it's not really, is it? Ah, it's more straggly than a top knot, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like a Viking. He's off to war and he doesn't want it to get in his hair, in his eyes. Look. Mm. We all know what we're talking about. Jinder Mahal reveals that he's broken Drew McIntyre's sword, but not in a cool, braggadocious way. He seems to have accidentally done it because he's gone from cool Jinder Mahal revving the Harley to Jinder Mahal plonker Drew appears in the Tron and goes that's just a replica 
And he goes, oh, I still have the real sword. And he unleashes it with indication he's going to use it on Jinder. And Jinder and his cronies go, oh, as Drew trashes Jinder's motorbike. I hate Drew McIntyre. In a year and a half, I've gone from being like, yes, I'm from near Scotland. Get him, Drew, to I hate this man. It's not his fault. Obviously, it's the writing and the booking, but. What, how, first of all, how did he know that Jinder was going to steal his sword? So he planted the fake one prior to Jinder doing it and then was like, ha-ha, I've got the real one. Well, you see, it's just like William Wallace did in the Great Battle of Normandy no. or something like that. I don't know. I hate Drew McIntyre as well. I thought it was unacceptable what he did to Jinder's motorcycle. How, um, can you mess, how can you mess up Drew McIntyre? It was unacceptable, Ross, sorry. Yes, it was. It was, sorry. yeah. You, you, two wrongs don't make a right, Drew. And you're supposed to be a role model for the, the next generation of great Americans in, in the world today. It's, uh, him doing that, I thought, was, it was too far. Um, it's uh, Jinder Mahal riding his motorcycle without a helmet. Reckless scenes on Monday Night Raw. This <laughs> I've got written down here, Jinder Mahal riding his bike without a helmet. He is the modern-day Mahab. Mahad, Mahad bastard. <laughs> uh, when you were just saying there that it's despicable that Drew's trashed his bike and stuff, it just I just had a, like a montage in my head of just Austin blowing up the DX Express and the Corvette and all that sort of stuff. And I, was I like, mean, eh. we, you, you peel it back and it's not big and it's not clever. We might we might laugh at these naughty people for doing naughty things and then seeing their possessions get destroyed. But as I say, two wrongs don't make a right, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be great if he went, oh, yeah, that's just a replica. So I'm going to wreck your bike. And the bike's only one of those little small ones. <laughs> like, ah. goes, no, no, that's a replica. Oh, you expect me to believe that, do you? I got this bike from a farm in Bangladesh. <laughs> ah. That's a callback, people who skipped the Hall of Fame segment. So <laughs> yeah. it sucks to be you. God, I'm actually people skip the Hall of Fame bit just to see the weaker wrestlers. They exist. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Apparently, that's a toy set. Um, oh, yeah, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, oh. That's so, the only reason they're giving it. It's, it's Drew on the bike, though. Is it Drew on the bike, is it? Yeah. Well, his kilt will fly up around his face, won't it? <laughs> Only if it's he windy. Can, he can steer with it. <laughs> I can't see, smash. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jinder Mahal, I was so happy last week. It's like, yeah, I'm going to take your sword. What are going to do about it? And this week, it's like, oh, stupid, stupid crew. So, yeah, thrilled. Thrilled that they're making Drew look good by making Jinder look stupid. That's not really how that works, is it? Mm. That little expression Kevin Sullivan would say, uh, King Arthur became a legend defeating dragons, not lizards. Mm. Anyway, backstage, Alexa Bliss annoys Eva Marie in a, oh God, in a playground. We get a four-way match between Bliss, Nikki, Ash, Asuka, Naomi. Nikki wins, reversing the Asuka lock into a pinfall. So why did Nikki lose last week then? There's no consistency, man. man. The women's division, women's wrestling, remember where it was a couple of years ago? And look where no. it is now in WWE. You WWE. think about cons- consistency there. I thought Piper... Ne- oh, sorry, Dewdrop was... Dewdrop was, was quite clever in befriending Alexa Bliss at the start of the segment or yeah, whatever it was. True, where she's like, hello, t- hello there, and waving and whatnot and being nice. And then uh, she ends up defending Eve Marie, who... She's actively getting a bit pissed off with. Because I, I missed last week's Raw when I was on my, my little holiday. I say holiday. When I had my week off work. Um, and before that, it looked like Dewdrop was going to turn on turn heel on Eve. Uh, sorry, turn babyface on Eva. But now that seems to have gone in the space. I don't know. Is it? Has it? Can someone fill in the blank for me that I missed? 
What happened? Well, I don't know. Straight Save away. me, it's I'm drowning. Happened. They turned it's on happening. each other. Don't, don't drown. They turned on each other in tag matches, like, not turned up, but, like, you know, when they jump down from the apron and go, no, 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 no tag for you. Yeah. And then it's sort of just, but they're still, they're, that normally that normally leads to something, doesn't it? Yeah. A story normally has, like, a beginning, middle, and end, whereas this one's gone, like, middle, end, beginning, beginning yeah. Middle. And then we're back to the beginning again because Dewdrop was fighting Eva's battles for her. And I don't like that from you, Dewdrop. Dewdrop, man. I can't get on board with that name. I know that's the no. point, but I can't get on board with it. Yeah. But that's I thought what Naomi... they want you to feel. Naomi looked fantastic in this matchup. I thought this was a, a nice reminder of how good Naomi is at, at the wrestling. I was yeah. going to say that, Ross. Uh, Naomi and Nikki Ash. Because Nikki, Nikki despite the uh, the thing, whatever she's doing right now, she did look great in exchange with Asuka and Naomi. And maybe oh, it's they're just, good. Yeah, it's just oh, it's something I forget about Nikki. Oh, yeah, you, when you, you're just doing wrestling, you, you, you're very good. Oh, they're good, It's the, but the booking, man. E. I never... AJ Styles, that, that was oh, that was roll up number two of the night. I did it. Oh I, yes. I think, oh, I, forgot, I, think, I think I forgot. We had two matches there and two roll ups to win. Yeah. I think I forgot to count for the rest of the matches, but we got a roll up in AJ Styles versus Ivar, didn't we, Matthew? Kind of. We certainly did. AJ Styles cuts a promo on the Viking Raiders before taking on Ivar in singles action and losing in three minutes to roll up number three. That's AJ Styles. That's AJ Styles. They don't care about people's history, do they? They only care about what they're doing now. Yeah, but Omos is Omos is big and tall. Yeah, that, that yeah. So you can't have you can't have Omos losing. He's big and tall. But AJ Styles is like one of the greatest Amer- wrestlers in North America. Yeah, but he's he's five foot eight. 20. He's five foot uh, eight, five foot nine at a post. He's not. I've, he's not. I've all past him. He's yeah. not five foot nine. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> What's but small? he's like, yeah, he's quite short. Really, no, Jack wow. tripped over him. <laughs> no, no, no. Did you mistake him for a small cow? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he's um. He's not Lanny. like he's not he's not like he's not like teeny tiny or anything, but there he wasn't there was a noticeable difference. But he's I know that Vince likes tall people and that. I don't understand how they forgot that AJ Styles has is a he former WWE champion in that. Yeah, but they're, they're not going to be at the top all the time, are they, Jack? At least they be he's losing the people, making them look better. He's, he's, a, heel, he's a heel as well, though, so it's nice to see the heel. Not not having the pop property destroyed like Drew McIntyre did the gender, but it's yeah. nice to see them getting their comeuppance in a different way, like a, a, a shocking roll up. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, I'm alright with themselves losing. There's a purpose to it. They're building up to this tag title match. Oh, the pay per view, lads. Well, you know what? Styles the loser ever. Well, I'm, no, no, it's not that. It's just well, to be fair, I am biased because I, I not nothing against the the lads themselves, but I hate this incarnation of the Viking Raiders. So Do I you? really am. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, Why do you hate them? Yes. Because they're funny, but they're not. They shouldn't be funny. They're War Machine. The, do you know what War Machine rules are, Matthew? Yeah, because they do no, them every they, single time I watch them. There are no rules. And then we're sat there in the timekeeper's area, like, when's he going to say it? Like, because we were just waiting <laughs> for the ring bell. Like, F please Michael just Elgin. I was about to say, yeah, oh, you know what? What are War Machine rules? Uh, something about Michael Elgin, something, something, keep it yeah. true. Yeah, F him. F him. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Wow, if only we had some sort of indication beforehand that he was a rotten individual. <laughs> oh, well. Seamus is furious at having it yeah that worked yay thank god I was getting really annoyed Seamus is furious at having to defend his title and attacks Humberto Carrillo backstage 
resident backstage nice person Damien Priest checks on Carrillo, who insists he could still wrestle. He dramatically, heroically, bravely makes his way to the ring. He loses to Sheamus in seconds, and then Sheamus attempts a beat down, but Priest makes the save. He's the new Daniel Bryan. Now losing to Sheamus in twenty seconds. I've I've made a big hoo ha about integrity in this podcast today, but I think there's a difference between integrity and just being damn stupid and naive. And I think Humberto <laughs> has been stupid and naive in his actions on this week's role. Just know when you're beat. That's what I would say to the kids out there today. Why am I giving advice to kids all of a sudden today? Um, yeah, he shouldn't have got out there. It's Seamus, for goodness sake. It's not Shanky. I'll try to think of another wrestler that begins with S. <laughs> uh, think of, it's not Spankjack. Spank, slapjack, there you go. That's a good example. But uh, yeah, I thought oh, was... I would have gone out if it was Slapjack. No, 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 <laughs> stay away. You know, you remember when the announcers used to like peg it when Retribution would come along? Imagine if they have to like do it just to play along and Slapjack comes in, they're like, oh, God. Oh, off. right, we're humoring them, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, no! And Corey <laughs> yeah. Spain, the new guy. No, come on, you have to stand up. It's like, why would look at him? No, don't say it. There was one time when Retribution invaded the, like, the, not the Thunderdome, the one before, the Performance Centre. Oh, And God, honestly, yeah. Michael Cole pegged it, and it made me laugh so much. Do you remember that one, Rob? Yeah, and he ran up the ramp. <laughs> yeah. It was like, zoik, scoop! <laughs> it, like, oh, like, it was like he was genuinely fearing for his life. It was really oh. good. He's got a burst of pace on him as Magal Cole. Actually, <laughs> I was shocked. I couldn't believe in it. A three, in a three-piece suit as well. Straight up the ramp he was, like a rat up a drain pipe. Can Absolutely. we do like a fake news bit and just present as real that, like, oh, the reason why Michael Cole ran so effectively is because he wasn't told that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that was legit. But that's what it looked like. Can you believe that Retribution and Raw Underground, I think, started in the same week, maybe? It, it, what a time that was. God. Anyway. Yeah, the, the big book of ideas that lasted three weeks. Mm. And then but, Retribution lost nearly all of their matches they had a Raw. Then they started yeah. winning a few, and then they lost some more. They won, like, I remember, I think they got up maybe three or four wins in a row in different, like, sort of Valley would have a match, yeah. and then the, the two big lads would have a match. <laughs> and then they would just lose some more. What a weird mess. Mustafa <laughs> Ali so- is like, aha, it's all right. I will lead this group to greatness. And then they threw him out. Then they dissolved. Ali's doing something on main event. Oh, great. Ali's Don so King weird. now for some reason with um, Mansoor. Mansoor. Yeah. Mansoor. Oh, you were here last week. Oh, no. Um, Mansoor's French now because Matthew can't pronounce his name. <laughs> oh, like, Mansoor. Oh, Mansoor. Yeah. You know, that famous French restaurant. Oh, God. Mans- ah. Mansoor. Oui, oui. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it got a it got a lot of lot of lot of laughs last week. It did. It, it did, yes. Somewhere, isn't it weird that like Monsieur is like Mister, <laughs> yeah. just like hey Mister, but it's like Monsieur. Monsieur. The French language is beautiful, isn't it? Like a horse. Uh, oui, oui. Hey Mister. Hey Mister. No, no, Monsieur. Ah, oui, oui. Kelsey P. Yeah. But back to this match, right? Yeah, she had beat the WWE main event. You live in the main event, do you? That's right. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. I need to say something about Damien Priest at the end of this matchup because he's got presumably another big thing in WWE just by being somebody else's friend, and I think that's disgusting. It lacks integrity. Yeah. Uh, hey. speak, sorry to just to cut in. If you can hear some horrible noise in the background, it's the it's the uh, the big rubbish truck going stop. This vehicle is reversing. Uh, but I think the battery's <laughs> going, so it sounded really like quite threatening. 
Priest is <laughs> Priest is um Carrillo I think he was nice to Riddle last week and he was nice to Carrillo this week and I was worried that he was just gonna become nice man backstage. But I was pleased that he ran off Sheamus afterwards because at least it means he might get the US title, I suppose. Got, got himself a US title shot just by being somebody's friend. What That's a freeloader. Fine. What a oh. freeloader. He'll be dancing in the moonlight tonight, won't he, Captain? Oh. That's what I've got written down on my thing there because that's a funny joke. That, that, I like that. Terrible. That from? wasn't a ha-ha-ha one, but it was a... Oh, it's a nice it's one. A, it's a, it, I've deliberately mistaken top loader for freeloader. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, yeah. They're always good when you have to explain them. No, no, I, sorry, that's my, that is my... I was thinking of the Thin Lizzy song, and I was like, what? But, yeah. There's not a band called Freeloader, is there? But we all know one. No idea. Did you think Top Loader were called Freeloader for a second, Matthew? I just heard Loader and then, dancing ah. in the moonlight, and I just, I just didn't care about saying things like facts or names. You know what I thought for a lo- the longest time? Alan Davis of Jonathan Creek fame was the lead singer of Top Loader. <laughs> just because they've, they've got curly... Oh, because both got curly hair. Yeah, right. that's it. The guy from Top Loader is married to someone famous. Did you know that... It's Dance a shame. Moonlight... I'm sure I've mentioned this in the podcast before, maybe. I've said it somewhere. Uh, Dancing in the Moonlight is a cover. Oh, I had no yeah, idea. It's like a, it's like a it's like more upbeat jazzy number from the 60s, I think. Oh, is it? It's always awkward with your biggest hit uh, a cover because then you don't make that much money off it. Dan Hipgrave. No, he's the guitarist, but he, I think he's still married to someone famous. Is Gail Alan Porter. Davis? No, it's Gail Porter. Oh. She was on CBBC, wasn't she, when we were young? Yeah. Gail Porter? Yes, yes she was. Oh, they're divorced. I feel bad. Oh. so yeah Seamus Priest coming soon Uh, backstage Riddle talks about how if he wins the briefcase he wants to use it for a title shot for him and Orton title shot title shot (laughs) Monsieur Monsieur Uh, Miz runs over Riddle's foot in his wheelchair attaboy Morrison takes on Ricochet oh here we go in a false count anywhere match and Riddle turns up to tip over Mrs. Wheelchair so that's for Raw's Ricochet's gone, here lads, watch this. He's done something crazy outside and got himself counted out. And I've gone, lol, you're an idiot. Instead of your next 450 splash or moonsault, how about your next spot be win something? So would you believe it? Challenges John Morrison to a false guy anywhere match so he could do all the crazy stuff the outside. And he won. Is this the same Ricochet? This is, I was shocked at how much they did in this match up here. But then I was just sat there thinking, this must be their equivalent of going, look, everybody, the casual fans, this is what Money in the Bank is. Before Money in the Bank happens, like before Rumble, they'll go, this is how someone goes over the top rope yeah. and they are eliminated a million times. If this cause... happened, if this was what was to happen on Sunday, yeah. then they would be the winner. Yeah. So I think this Meaning, is what... Ricochet yeah. is definitely not winning this match. <laughs> this was their version of the Money in the Bank Rumble over the top thing yeah. numerous times on Raw. But... I thought it was a sensational matchup. John mm. Morrison do what he does because he's got to be in, in his early forties, and he's something like that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Staggering what he can still do. The neck yeah, breaker I've got written down here. The neck breaker uh, from the ropes, the ring apron, mm. and the floor. I forget what it was, but it was gnarly, wasn't it? He's gnarly. a genetic. He's a genetic freak, and he's not normal. Oh, it's great stuff yeah. from uh, Johnny Nursing Home. <laughs> Die. But yeah, so just Ricochet looking good. Ricochet looking smart. Ricochet not looking like a dum-dum. How long will this last? Not long, probably, but still, for one week. 
The planets aligned. Till he goes on Instagram again. Huh. If he starts arguing with people. <laughs> what did someone like retweet or get brought up again when um, Ethan Page, he went up Ethan Page and criticised something like his body and Ethan Page replied something like, you didn't say this to Samoa Joe or any of the big wrestlers. You said this to me because you don't respect me. That's fine. I'm going to keep on working hard and I'll just remember the fact that you, you're good in ring guy, but you can't do a promo without sounding like a stuttering Bugs Bunny. Oh! Hey! And I was like, wow, Ethan oh! Page, you're not wow, that high up. You, know, you should be saying stuff like that. And a few years later, that I was like, oh. Sam you know Driver's I'm... jacked cousin doesn't, he's swinging, <laughs> for the, he's swinging for the fences. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not the person who invented that. People started, when Sam had dark hair, rather than, what kind of yeah. is it now? Oh, it changes from it day just to changes. day. Like the it's staircases, they like to change. Um, that was a Harry. You Potter did that last week as well. Did I? Oh. Have you just seen the Harry Potter films again? Philosopher's Stone was on a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, was it? I watched the start of that. Like where he gets his what? Is it that one where he gets his wand at the start? And like the first Harry Potter film. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. 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 From, from Ollivander. Oh, this is this is bloody interesting. So this is mm. like you 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 getting this wand because the wand chooses the wizard. <laughs> And this this wand is an evil wand because it belonged to he who must not be named. Yeah. He says this wizard. Here you go. Here's part of the wand that killed your family. Killed your parents. You should get along fantastic. What? You know, the worst yes, part yes, of, yes. Worst Wizards. part of that film is Dumbledore's bias, right? At the end, for the House Cup, right, all the halls decked out in green for Slytherin. Okay? I'm not a big fan of Slytherin or whatever, but they've won the House Cup, right? And then Dumbledore goes... One moment, there's some more points to allocate now. And he gives out enough points to... And then he goes, let's have a change of decoration. And then it, it all changes. Mm. And I'm like, there's probably some really well-behaved kids in Slytherin who aren't Drake or Malfoy, who've really worked hard all year for those house points. And Dumbledore's just absolutely had them. And it's yeah, really as, sad. As we've, as we've learned by being England fans in this Euro tournament, the actions of a select few idiots really tarnishes the reputation <laughs> of an, an entire thing. <coughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes, that's a way to bring that round. But I'm thinking of a first Dumbledore. The Dumbledore actors are about like Drew McIntyre now, aren't they? The first Dumbledores are like Drew McIntyre building up to WrestleMania. Wow, this guy's good. This you can really feel empathetic. He's going to sort things out. I'm full of confidence is awesome. And now the last year, he's been the second Dumbledore. He's just an asshole. <laughs> Hey, you cannot, you, you know, make Hagrid unhappy here, lads. All this, this knocking of Dumbledore. You cannot speak ill of insert first name Dumbledore. Albus. Yeah. Albus. But yeah, Hagrid so, loves him, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So Dumbledore, what happened with my parents? Well, you see, Harry, William Wallace one time, <laughs> he went to Loch Ness monster and he said, "Ow, oh, pal, give me me shortbread," and that's what happened to your parents. I was like, where's this going? How is he going to get this? Yeah. Is is the Drew segment next? No. Yes, it is. Icarus. Scottish oh, he's run out. Gone. I forgot to put he's that run in. He's run out. Sorry. The Wikipedia page for Scotland has gone to the end. He's reading the citations now. So now he's moved on to myth. Greek. Now, I wish yeah, I'd, I'd written down more context here because I've just put down Icarus, Scottish beef brother, Drew is Captain Cringe these days. It needs to stop. That's what yeah, I didn't. I'm sorry, I forgot to put this. No, in it's alright. Uh, don't worry. I, we all remember it. Sadly, yeah, uh, Drew yeah, started yeah. talking about the myth of Icarus, who flew. Uh, people who don't know the myth, uh, who flew too close to the sun. We all know he, like, made up. Yeah, just in case his kids are like, what? I watched Chikara. This, yeah, <laughs> um, he made wings for himself, and he got told they, they made they got oil and stuff in them. 
don't fly too high at the sun because it'll melt. I think his melt. dad made the wings. Yeah, his dad made the wings. And he went, all right. And he's like, God, this, this fly malarkey is pretty all right. I'm I think it was a bit this. higher. And they're like, that's the exact opposite thing of the advice I gave you. The the wings burned and he fell. And his dad's like, oh, gutted. Spent ages making them. <laughs> and uh, so Drew said this. He goes, well, I'm, you know the myth of Icarus where he flew too close to the sun? Well, I'm going to go close to the sun and win this Sunday by climbing up the ladder. I'm like, that is the that worst work? possible Drew. myth you could have used. Yeah, I'm going to do what Icarus did. And that's not listen to the advice and try and climb... Fantastic. It's foreshadowing, lads. It's foreshadowing because the sun... Uh, remember the Teletubbies, how he had the be- the baby's face in the sun? Well, on yeah. Sunday, yes. inside the sun will be Jinder Mahal's face. And at this point, I think on the SmackDown podcast or whatever, Tom will be going, John! John! Oh, Do a thing, yeah. John! So the Teletubby's son, with Drew McIntyre climbing a ladder towards it and Jinder's face in the sun, is what's going to happen this Sunday. Therefore, his stupidness makes complete sense. That's good. But I had just thought, what if Drew goes and gets the briefcase and ha ha ha, I won. And then Jinder appears in the Titantron like the stone and goes, no, Drew, that's a replica. The press the <laughs> button and the actual thing drops down and goes, what? And then by the time he realises someone's pushed him off a ladder, he's like something painful. Drew's briefcase starts to crumble and it's yeah, a yeah. cake. No! <laughs> <laughs> this is a fake briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Mm. They didn't uh, give us a history lesson on Mary Berry if it is a cake. Another oh, famous historical person. She joined yeah. the Great British Bake Off in the year 2011. I don't know. I need a girl like Mary Berry cake up in the kitchen. There's a song mm. called Mary Berry where the guy says, I need a girl like Mary Berry cake up in the kitchen. It's While we're here, I'm fully Prue dog me. Prue. Prue, Prue is better than Mary Berry in every Whoa. way. Are you going to start saying Matt Lucas is better than Mel Gedroich and Sue Perkins? No, I'm not. No, I'm not okay, at all. Good. Yeah, fact, yeah, fact. But Prue Dog is much better than than, than Mary Berry. Uh, yeah. I, I need to get Owen's opinion on Paul Hollywood as a fellow scouser. I wonder I wonder if Paul has such a snaky reputation in Liverpool as he does. It's the eyes, man. It's the eyes. I get lost in his eyes watching Bake Off sometimes. They're, they're I dazzling. Just... I just read a thing that once that I think I've mentioned it on a video before where it was like Paul Hollywood breaks up with girlfriend of 24 years. I was like, that's sad. And then I read the sentence again and it was actually Paul Hollywood breaks up with 24 year old girlfriend. I was like, that makes more sense. That's more Paul Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's Hollywood, brother. <laughs> Hollywood, Paul yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, imagine he grew, he grew up with a different surname until he turned a bit of a a bit of a dick in his mid thirties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, renamed himself Paul Hollywood. Hollywood, Paul Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, it was Paul Hogan before this, but it just didn't work out. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <coughs> Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley beats Natalia. Was attacked by Charlotte Flair afterwards. Ross was saying that when he saw Charlotte put in the boots to Rhea Ripley, it's made him fear for Rhea's title reign. And with SummerSlam apparently being the WrestleMania that WrestleMania 37 couldn't quite be because of the vid. Um, I think Charlotte walking in with a title belt is something they will do. And Rhea, Rhea's title reign has been piss poor. Yeah. Piss poor. Um, and I think her and Charlotte have been doing some good things. It's just the fact that it is Charlotte that people don't like it because how many times we've we been here before. But I think, yeah, I think Charlotte's going to win on, on the weekend there. I hope I'm wrong, but I think she will. Yeah. Who have you got out of interest, Ross, in the men's MITB? Big E. Okay. Wait, it's just not the big question. Oh, I'll save it. I'll save yeah. it. Oh, no, do, I'm not doing what's the best match going to be. This is my predictions. Oh, I'm sure guys. we'll bring it up. Oh, yeah. Fair They've clicked. We've already got their money. Uh, I'm. It's kind of awkward because Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, I like it when they do something a bit different or they do this or that, they go outside the box. I'm annoyed because they've done this with the Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley thing where they've had Rhea be, look, I'm going to do Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, and you're all going to be on board, right? It looks like no one is on board and it's not really working as well as everyone thought it was going to be. So I'm good at that they've actually tried to do something a bit different, slightly a bit smart, and people have gone, don't get this. <laughs> Why not have Rhea Ripley simply eat Charlotte Flair, the smaller <laughs> of the, uh, the humans? Uh, oh, well. But... If I've what you're saying is true, they have got the true. two Goldberg matches to use up. And from what you were saying before there, Ross, are you trying to say that after the last thing sorted out, Goldberg's coming for Charlotte Flair? Why not? I'd, I'd watch it. I'd, I'd, I'd watch that. That would be the most interesting thing Goldberg's done in years. Yeah. Having a match with Charlotte Flair. but uh, yeah. Because Charlotte's like, wait, wait, wait. There's only room for one overpushed wrestler people are sick of in <laughs> WWE. And it ain't ye, Goldberg. I don't know how they'll... Uh... I don't know how if that happened, how they decide who wins. It'd be like two magnets getting too close to each other. <laughs> did Rick and did Rick and Goldberg ever do anything big at WCW? I don't. Did they, Not yeah, really. I remember, yeah. A, uh, Goldberg beat him a few times on TV, but it was never anything other than. Oh my that's god! That's it. Goldberg's gonna saw, win. You know the the podcast that the New Legacy Inc guys do, Dead yeah. Deadlock, I think. Yeah. There's a bit. There's a bit where someone synced it with the real footage of um, them talking about a Scott Steiner promo. Where he just goes off on Ric Flair, even though he's got nothing to do with. Oh, the two thousand one. Yeah, he got suspended for that one. Did he? He's not building up to a match with Ric Flair. He just keeps going, and Ric Flair. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, he talks about how Ric Flair stole Buddy Rogers' gimmick. Yeah, and how he, he goes, he goes. Why don't WCW hire Buddy Rogers? Now I know Buddy Rogers is dead. Rest his soul. <laughs> I'm like yeah. Scott. What are you? Do- what are you doing? It's it. 
Scott Snyder in the year 2000 was the coolest dude in the company because unlike Steve Austin's like, oh, I don't, I'll do what I want and this, this. No, Scott Snyder literally did what he wanted. Even though he's like, no, you're not fuming Ric Flair. Why are you talking about that? And everyone, you got Steve Austin fired and let go of the company. So everyone switches over goes, from Nitro starts, to Raw because yeah, WWE sucks. He's like, Wait, why would you this, say this? He's saying this why on WCW. He's saying this on the show. And, he's, and then he'll like, it'll die down a bit and then he'll go, and all my freaks, they're all like behind him. And then he just forgets again. And he just goes, and, and Ric Flair, you old bastard. It's amazing. <laughs> he, legit so hates, he legit hates Rick to this day. You're always crying backstage. He didn't have a problem like a, a few weeks later where he got some false teeth. He goes, hey, it's me, Rick. Like, <laughs> like, you're not feuding with him. There's nothing going on. There's no angle. I don't, think, I, I don't think either of them had a match on the next pay-per-view. No. <laughs> or maybe Steiner didn't anyway. I don't who, think they ever wrestled each other ever again. I think Rick... Maybe I'm reading this. I don't think it's like, no, I don't want anything to do with that crazy person. <laughs> Who are Scott Steiner's friends? Who are they? <laughs> Rick Steiner. No, he's Rick got Steiner. his freaks. <laughs> yeah, the freaks. But does Madonna, he have Madonna, any, like, you well, know, like Seamus and Cesaro, well-known pals. Has he, has he got any sort of well-known yeah. pals in the business? Main event mafia. All the lads. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if he does that. PD Williams. Is everyone, is everyone not just scared <laughs> of Scott Steiner? Probably. But you'd always mm. say like, the, the Steiners would say that they were professional, always be. But if someone would like, oh, uh, you, you guys are a bit unsafe, or questioned their, like their um, the workmanship, <coughs> their professionalism, and everything like that, they then they would get annoyed. Wait, you think we're going to hurt you for real? We weren't. <laughs> but now you've said that. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> you're so dead. I showed my mate the Steiner, my mate who doesn't know about wrestling. I showed him the Steiner maths promo, oh. and he he paused it like three seconds in and went, just one thing. Does he shout all the time? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he shouts yeah. the entire time that he talks, he shouts all the time. What a character Scott Steiner is. Again, I know we could just talk about Scott Steiner all day, but the last thing was the issue he had in, I think, 2008-99, where he was claimed he hit someone with his Hummer twice. <laughs> and Steiner's defense was, it was a Hummer. Of course, <laughs> if I hit him once, he'd be dead. And he still lost the case. He still had to pay the dude money. And it wasn't these things like, how did that work? Like, I literally can't imagine tapping someone with your Hummer <laughs> twice. Anyway, sorry. MVP brings it up, who cares? MVP brings up last year the VIP lounge to help him blow up some steam, Bennett, especially after losing the woods earlier on. Lashley arrives and asks the lovely ladies to leave. Lady. He absolutely tra- one of them goes to AEW. He absolutely trashes MVP's set and promises to take care of Kofi Kingston on Sunday and get rid of this BS. MVP looks good. Big fan of this segment, I am. Yeah, it was good. Just the way it's going. What I just, I hope, I hope it's just Bobby getting rid of the lovely ladies and not actually MVP himself because I think Bobby still needs a mouthpiece. I still think he needs one. Yeah. But, uh, and MVP is yeah. a very good one. And Leo Rush is otherwise engaged now, isn't he? He's, well, he's retired, hasn't he? What the shame yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buying the love stories. Uh, no, uh, but bless Leo Rush. What was the last story he was involved in? He won the AAA to, uh, Cruiserweight title, I believe. Don't quote me on that one. An MLW thing against the Radio Kid. And then AAA is like, ah, oh, forget it now. Change our minds. And just pretend it never happened. Oh, and apparently, you know, uh, Leo Rush found out when he was watching Triple A. Here's Laredo Kid with the title. He's never lost it. It's like, what? <laughs> Swear I beat you for that. <laughs> so there's, there's photos and videos of me holding it. Nah? Oh, okay. Bloody hell. 
Sorry, oh, any excuse to bring up Lucha Libre drama because it's way more interesting than anything that's happening in North America right now. <laughs> good. Yeah, go oh, on, that was it. Go yeah, yeah, good segment. Go on then. Go on, then. Go, on, go mate. Go on. Why? Go on, mate. Next one. <gasps> go <NXT>. on, then. <laughs> Dakota Kai beats Ember Moon and celebrates with Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Zaya Lee shows up to say she wants a shot at Gonzalez's title. Raquel says, Ari. Who was it saying they, they, are, they are seeing a title change coming here? Tom, maybe. I, I disagree, but who said that? It's going to end with shenanigans. They're not going to beat Jaya uh, Lee clean, I don't think. The, the no, no, yeah. Investment they put into her. I could, I, I, don't, I could maybe see it. Oh, maybe it was you I was talking to then. I don't think it was. I don't we, think don't it talk was. About, we don't talk about wrestling when we're off no, camera, we no. Yeah. Um, it must be Tom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that I, I guy got... you passed at the your hoodie. <laughs> you went, nice hoodie. By the way, I think Zaya. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, Raquel's title reign... Hasn't hasn't hit the height, has it? Not she to is me. the height. No, about? No. She is the height, yeah. Um she's always seemed to be with Dakota though, doesn't she? Not she's not seemed to have broken away and become her own thing. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'd like I'd quite like <laughs> I'd quite like Dakota to turn on her. Try and get the title herself. She might why? do. I'd love that. Nah. Dakota's class. Why why I would think... you why would you attack the ATM with spin out fivers? That's yeah. a ridiculous idea. <laughs> I tell you what, though, during this match, it, I thought it was very apparent that Ember Moon was pulling out all the stops. Just, to just this is a hack theory on my part, just to show the main event creative team. Go on, here's what you could have had, but I didn't want to come. The way she was selling for Dakota was amazing. That well, whatever the moves called that Dakota does, which is like a, a crossroads, but going the other way. Mm. I don't know what she calls it, but the sell Ember did for that was whoa, yeah. astonishing. She is class. So funny you said like, and Ember Moon wishes all the best to her colleague who was sodded off now. Uh, cool. And they moved on. Like, yeah. all right. Bobby Fish wants to fight Roderick Strong, but Malcolm Bivens is like, are you kidding? You're like 80. Uh, instead of replacing <laughs> Strong with Tyler Rust, because that is also how you describe Bobby Fish's bones. Rust beats Fish <laughs> with his distraction from Strong and the Diamond Mine surround Fish after the match. But Kushida runs in to make sure we do not get battered fish for supper. <laughs> can, we, can I, we? Go on. No, go on. I've cut you off to enough this podcast. Go I on. love Malcolm Bivens. That's all I was going to say, Ross. Go on. I like Malcolm Bivens too. It was fantastic to see him get to speak more because so far it's been short promos, hasn't it, from, from Mr. Bivens? But I, was, I like the diamond, diamond Mind's shtick of like best wrestler, best coaches, best prospect. But then. I think he needs a new name. It might just be me. We cannot have Tyler Rust in the diamond mine. Can we? Surely. Just call him something Tyler cool Rust. like... Go on. What would you have his name as? Ah, oh, what What would you say? Like, like Dick Golden Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Not, Golden he's Balls. Too busy, he's too busy doing knee surgery on me. <laughs> so, from now on, I'm making a note in my phone. Whenever Tyler Rust has a match, we have to call him Dick Golden Balls on the Dick podcast. Dick Golden Balls. I think that's yeah. a much more fitting name for someone in, in the Diamond Mine than Tyler Dick Bloody Rust. Dick Golden Balls. Dick Golden Balls of the Diamond Mine. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other guy going to be called? We need a... The other guy. Uh, the trainer. I forgot oh. his name already. Um, but no. yeah. Trainer McTrainer face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do I put this? 
<laughs> I nearly put it in my note about it's got my second vaccine confirmation code in. So when I showed that to them, it would just say "Dick Golden Pulse." <laughs> oh dear! Me. Uh, but I remember it was Chris Renfrew once told me never to trust a professional wrestler who doesn't wear knee pads, and I think that was proven right here because Tyler Rust or Dick Golden Ball, sorry, doesn't wear knee pads, and I think you know he seems quite untrustworthy with his mannerisms and whatnot. Yeah, it's true. Dick Golden Ball. Dick Golden um, Ball. The suplex from Bobby Fish into the ropes was a gnarly part of the match, but uh, apart oh. from that, it was just it was just fine, wasn't it? How gnarly? Right. Pretty gnarly, bro. Not 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 the most gnarly. Not the most gnarly, no. Okay, right. But uh, here's a huge scoop for you. This huge week's scope. move of the week did happen on NXT. Oh. Saray uh, beats. Uh, is it Gigi? Gigi, Gigi Dolan. Dolan. Gigi Dolan with Mandy Rose watching on for some reason. I That's love right. this. I, I love this so much. <laughs> I love this. Oh. Mandy Rose doing the Charlotte Flair of like, yeah, kid, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that kind of poo-housery from Mandy Rose. Grizzled Mandy. young veteran. <laughs> Mandy Rose. Yeah. Oh, man. Fantastic scenes. Uh, this match was rough and rugged. It wasn't the most fluid. But sometimes that's good. And I thought that was good for this match because it was like they weren't quite singing from the same hymn sheet. But I thought that added to the grittiness and the action that we saw inside of the squared circle. I agree completely, Ross. Mandy, what's happened there? What's happened there? She's, it's, a, it's a big time for women leaving uh, different labels and going and just sodding off and forgetting feuds. Yeah. Shall we skip ahead to the just to the to the segment where she confronted people backstage? We'll leave that for later on because I need to speak about my move of the week. Richard, hit the thing, will you please? Oh my! Oh, oh, oh baby! I don't know if anyone else screamed Shira at the top of their lungs. When Saray just did that drop kick into the face of Gigi Dolan, because I did, that was absolutely fantastic. You know, it was in the closing stage of the match. Gigi sort of like laying back on the um, on the bottom rope, and in she comes, both feet like to the to the the head of Neil Lennon, which is a reference that a lot of people won't get. Uh, Didn't but even she get just, a red card. She hoofed it. Wait, Neil Lennon headbutted his foot. Uh, she yeah. head <laughs> just hoofed her right in the face, and it was it looked awful. Awful in the way like it hurt Gigi Dolan, like legitimately, not like awful as in bad. Um, well, this is yeah. your move of the week. <laughs> it looked so dangerous. It looked so dangerous. It was just like, because she walked away from the match. I, I assume she's fine. I hope she is. Oh. Uh, Gigi, that is. Oh. Sorry, pronouns, The curse of the podcast of the <laughs> week. Uh, she's dead. <laughs> what was it like? such a risk to make a joke. <laughs> what was it? What was it last sorry. week? Bailey's injury. Bailey's injury. Oh, yeah. God, imagine. I mean, it's been two days. Bailey's injury Ooh. happened on Thursday last week, I believe. I'm just going to Google it. It's Goldberg the bad news. Can we hope that is, that's it? Yeah, maybe. why not? Gigi <sighs> Dolan. But that is the move of the week. Uh, Sarai, Sarai just kicking Gigi Dolan in the head. Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you don't need to be beautiful in professional wrestling with the manoeuvres you do and whatnot. Sometimes just a hoof to the face will do. <laughs> The latest, the latest news about Gigi Dolan is Saray accepts a challenge from Gigi Dolan, and we know how that went. So the match oh. never happened. 
That would yeah. be the crafty edit from the podcast of the week. <laughs> uh, Santos Escobar faces Dexter Loomis and beats him after interference from Legado del Fantasma. The trio run into Hit Row and the two groups talk trash to each other. So I think Hit Row's going to be good because Fantasma are bad. Indy Hartwell tries to carry Dexter Loomis to the back, but he's too heavy. With love. They're about to kiss, but Candice the Ray goes, no, 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 no. Absolutely not, no. She, Candice she, is such a spoil sport. I know, she deprived us of a live sex commiseration. <laughs> oh, um, I fell, I, I tell you what, lads, this might be a bit too far on my part, but I fell back in love with Dexter Loomis during this matchup. This was like 2019, 2020 Dexter Loomis before they jumped the shark with him. I thought this was all the hallmarks. I've gone back to Bootlegger again. I've been watching Bootlegger. I don't know. If bo- has Bootlegger been out with us a wrong or something? Jack, do you know? I don't know. I just, assume, I just always assumed he was. He's just a football, a Wrexham fan who gets drunk and makes videos yeah, of himself. I've, I've started quoting him. Oh. I've started quoting him. And I was about to say that I had the hallmarks of an absolute classic Dexter Loomis fight, which is just a, it's Bootlegger, but it makes no sense. But yeah, boot, uh, I think he said Bootlegger there. Loomis was back to what he was and I was very much on board with it. The stuff with under the ring where Phantasma was around the ring going, no, he's under that way. No, he's there. And he grabs him by the, the thing and slivers out. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good carry job by Santos and then Indy. Hey. Uh-huh. Yeah. High five. From the fantastic, though, we now go to the absolutely awful, which is Kyle oh, Ryan. Kyle, yeah. what's happened to Kyle? What's happened to him? What's <laughs> happened, Kerr? He's so naff now. He's just <laughs> He cannot do the serious thing. He so- he sounds too much like uh wanky, like a tosser. Yeah, there we go. You know what I was about that I was gonna say. Yeah, wanky. He doesn't sound serious. He doesn't he, he lacks that. Adam Cole at least oh hey, I'm about to give him a compliment, but at least when he's doing what? serious Adam Cole what? um before a forty five minute match and he's just getting warmed up then for the first fall. Um he sounds serious and you can get invested in him. Kyle sounds like a cartoon character. Adam he's Cole so- Adam Cole's got it all, and I hate Matthews. Adam Cole's slander. Now, it's just seeing these endless main events with him that I've been watching half my life now. Uh, Lovely man. A lovely man on Twitch. This is just me, like, NXT dude. I'm not, like, fussed about him. Twitch Twitch Adam Cole can get it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, hey. Well, agreement there. Yeah. I'd agree, yeah. He's but what were you about to say there, Jack? Because I know that you it love was Ross, Kyle O'Reilly so much. It was Ross who was about to say something. It was Ross who was about to so say Ross, something. Ross, then. I was just going to say Kyle's just very bland and unlikable now. I just think he's... He, it's just this shtick they've got him doing is not what... Kyle O'Reilly would be a lot more popular if they just let him be what he was in Undisputed Era, but under the guise of a babyface role. Just let him be, like, very sort of piss-takey, very sort of off-the-cuff. Yeah. He just always used to steal whatever segment he was in, never mind what position he was in the segment. If he was in the background, he would do something funny to just steal the segment. But now he's just like, yeah, I'm here to fight a good fight. Sometimes we lose in life, and that's okay. Get in the bin, will you, Kyle? (laughs) Yeah. It's such a shame. I thought you were going to say the worst bit, which I forgot about this Kyle Riley bit until you brought it up. Uh, The first round of the breakout tournament, Eichmann Jiro, Eichmann meaning handsome in Japanese, Mm. Loses to Duke Hudson. And honest to God, I didn't realise this was Brendan Vink. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I think, oh, Duke Hudson is some dude from Evolve, right? It's like, no, it's Brendan Vink. I went, until I was is it? Re- until I was so, researching yes, these to write these notes, I was like, oh my God, it's Brendan Vink. To be Vink. fair, he has like lost a bit, like shredded himself. Is that, is that the right term? He's, he's got, shredded like, down. Ah, he's like proper shredded like leaned him. out. Is that the right way? But, uh, shredded yeah. He's pooed a lot. Down. 
I thought he looked fantastic in this matchup, mate. Did old uh, Duke Hudson. Yeah. Last time he looked this good was on Raw beating Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe that happened. Uh, so, yeah, surprise, because I liked Eichmann. I liked his attitude. I liked uh, the fact that they showed, I, I'm trademarked to Shiri and the great Muta and the cruel gets and the WWN people. They used clips of Great Muda from WCW 2000. Well, it's the only ones they can use. What? Probably. The WCW used 95? No, they, yeah, were in... Oh, 2000. Oh, Mistake. They, oh, yeah, like New Japan, whatever. But like, no, they could have used like, any of the late 80s stuff for a magnificent. No, like, Great Muda in for a, a vacation. Yeah. Was Great Muda okay. still good like in 95 when he was doing this? You know when WCW uh, had the like the New Japan crossover? and the, the, like, Was it the Great American Bash thing? It was Starcade. Starcade. I feel like... So I like in like 95. Was... Uh, I don't think he was there, actually, Muda. I feel like he was still 95. good in New Japan. Didn't he face he, In the mid-90s were cruel for him. Um, uh... he just When he could, when he wanted to half-arse it, he'd half-arse it. And it was only when he really... This is very abbreviated. I'm sure some New Japan fans are going to go, that's completely wrong, Matthew. But I remember seeing the matches in the mid-90s. Right, I'm going to do the great Muda stuff. Like, oh, do you have to? I thought he was... Meant to, that was I thought that was like his... Peak? Or was that earlier? In the mid-90s, no. No, when okay. he wanted to... When he, when he couldn't be bothered, he when, couldn't be bothered. But then he shaved his head and became amazing again, so... What happened with... Oh, no, it was Chono who just got injured all the time, wasn't it? That was different. Well, they all got injured all the time. It was New Japan. Yeah. Um, I'm look, so I remember being... I'm actually being in WCW 2000... Uh, 2095 for that little thing. You think There's a thing be. on my... I'm just going off the memory of my Sting VHS that I used to watch when I was a kid. And they, he faced Mooter on that in WCW from like just before he turned into the crow. Yeah, it would have done some stuff there that would have been... Oh. Yeah, maybe you're right, actually. Yeah, you know what? I'll assume you're right rather than making this comment. You are right, Ross. I'm wrong. I might be wrong. Yeah. But the point <laughs> is... The point is Brendan Vink has had a name change. Lost some weight. And now he's beating people. Uh, great. And he's kicking yes. folk in the head, which is, you know, as I said earlier, just sometimes that's better. He did that move where he had them up and then just like he threw them forwards and then just hoofed them in the face. And then did yeah. a double sledgehammer. And I was like, go on, Brendan. V- <laughs> Duke Hudson. <laughs> go on, Duke. Uh, go on, Duke. Uh, Nukem. Backstage, Pete Dunn says he wants the winner of tonight's NXT title match. Timothy Thatcher shows up and says, them's fighting words. <laughs> saying you're the best technical wrestler in NXT. And he goes, oh, yeah, we're going to do about it. And then Chamber just... <laughs> Chamber just comes in. I'll show you how technical I am and punched him. <laughs> yeah. uh, and what they were at done and won it. That should be good. Can someone get this lad, this beautiful Birmingham boy, uh, just a one-on-one title match? What's he got to do? He's, it feels like he's been lurking around the scene for a while now. Without, I know he was in the multi-man where Karrion Cross beat everyone, but apart from that, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I hope good, he good, good Samoa Joe, me. That's one of three matches Samoa Joe's got to have, in my opinion, in NXT. If he Who are the other do. two? Um, Karrion Cross and Adam Cole. It looks like Cole's... We'll, we'll just, get to that in a second. Though. Just the way they're yeah. setting things up. That's three matches he's got to have. Yeah. And Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter beat the Robert Stone brand of Alia and Jesse Kamir. Alia slaps Robert Stone after the match and leaves the group. Oh, no. Then Frankie Monet comes down to the ring and appears to recruit Jesse Camille. Later on, Stone tracks down Camille and Monet, but Mandy Rose interrupts and says the group is under new management. All stables, all the time. So does that mean that Mandy is the leader or she was just going, oh, looks like you're in the new management with Frankie Monet? Oh, she was just saying, look what's happened. She's just yeah. commenting on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if it was that. I feel like she's the new manager. Hmm. 
the grizzled of the veteran of the rosebush or whatever they're going to be called. No, 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 no. The rosebush. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I was just trying to think of a pun for the <laughs> for the. <laughs> <laughs> bro- I'm making my way to the ring. <laughs> the bush. <laughs> God's sake. The the rose the rose the rose and thorn oh, sounds like a pub. I don't know. I don't know. It could be like the the petals. The petals. Oh. Yeah. That's very condescending that. Did you yes. ever get called petal by a teacher? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we had this teacher called Mr. Kushnan. Didn't like him. He always used to call us petal when he was telling us off. Is that right now, petal? He tried to emasculate you. Whoa. Uh... What a bastard. <laughs> If they're going up the ranks, they become self-raising flowers. <laughs> Oof. I, I'm excited to see what their new name is. And I hope <laughs> it's the Rosebud. Sorry. It's, it's several... <laughs> Sorry. It's several vignettes. We see Cameron Grimes at LA Knight Butler. And he's actually having a decent time. I actually really enjoy these bits. Uh... Because you're like, ah, ha, ha, it's me, L.A. Knight, a.k.a. The Rock. And I've got a new butler, <laughs> and I'm going to cut your hair. And you have to dress like a penguin. What do you think? Feel really foolish, don't you? This kind of grimes. <laughs> oh, I look amazing. <laughs> look at that. I look all dandy. <laughs> and then I he's cut like. my lawn. And then Cameron yeah. Grimes is like, I'm a millionaire as well. So I've hired this kid. <laughs> And then I say, "Oh yeah, you are rich." Oh, yeah, you, you are. It awkward. doesn't mean you're not. It doesn't mean you're not rich anymore. Like, I guess. A millionaire butler. <laughs> yeah. Even he's like, "You have to mow all this lawn." He's like, "All this lawn." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "That's fine." <laughs> this ain't a big lawn. I'll do a good job too. You make him sound so sassy. Look, <laughs> he had such a, he had a hell of a time, mate. I was, he I was like, "Oh, uh, here we go. These segments, these should be fun." But I'm like, "La Knight just going." This isn't really I had in mind, to be honest with you. I thought you'd have a miserable time of it. And you haven't, you're having more fun butlering than I am bossing you around. It's a wonderful subversion of an old trope, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Proper, innocent, good fun. Had yeah. by all. Lots of integrity. Very little display. intelligence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Anna Cole says Kyle O'Reilly should rethink his desire for a rematch. He also insults Samoa Joe before saying there's no one man enough to face him. Bronson Reed comes out and knocks Cole out the ring, I guess because he's the size of two men. I was shocked that Bronson was there after losing the title. I thought that was him done, going to the main roster after yeah. Vince McMahon's performance Same. center scouting session. But now it looks like he's getting going to get beat by Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's it. He's doing that. The JOB on the way out. Because for some reason, Adam Cole is a heel who is always right. Yeah. Oh, they do your head and don't this, which I guess is the point, but still. That's not how he's wrestling always, works. He's always right and he's always good. Like they're always like, "Oh, Adam Cole, he's gonna win." And is he a mini Triple H? Is that what he's becoming? Triple H is living yeah. vicariously through Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Karen Cross beats Johnny Gargano to retain the NXT title. Get it, Samoa Matthew. Joe is Come guest on. referee. Yes, yeah. what an episode of NXT this was. AW <laughs> who. Uh, after the match, Cross chokes out Joe to end the show. You stupid idiot. But the match, uh, again, is weird because the crowd is just cheering Johnny Gargano. They're booing Karen Cross. 
I don't know if they're supposed to be doing that. I don't know if WWE has a plan of what's happening with Karrion Cross, other than your new gimmick, right, pal, is you're rubbish. And get this, no. every time you fume with somebody, they're going to point out how rubbish you are, and the it's crowd's gi- going to go, you're right, you're rubbish. His gimmick is we'll that everyone, everyone thinks he's rubbish, but he's not. It's weird. He's hard. Wow, what a, what a great... I found it's myself weird. rooting for him, me, just after all this. Because I've yeah. as we've been sat here on the podcast all this time. You know, he had that, that segment where all the lads involved in that multi-man match a little while back were like, you are rubbish, but here are the different ways you are rubbish. All of the different ways you are rubbish carrying cross. And now he, he just beats people. So I found myself rooting for him going, yeah, go on. Prove Johnny yeah. Gargano wrong. Prove how good you are. Go on, carrying cross. Yeah. And then uh, I did like one bit in the match. Gargano does a dive to the outside on a cross, takes him down, and he goes, makes his, like, his lap of victory. Like, yeah, you see that dive? I'm Gargano. I, I wrestle really long matches. And in the background, you see Karen Cross going, didn't feel anything, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is he beyond? Punch. The, well, finish nice was, the finish was fantastic as well, the way he just threw his body around. Mm. Oh, does, this mean then, does this mean then that Johnny Gargano is, is good? Is that what, I don't recall saying that. He's had a good match. No, Karen Cross had a good match. Is that a match that you enjoyed? No, no, no. You can't be, you know, both of them. What a one-man performance by Karen Cross. Is <laughs> that that man from Mary Poppins who plays all the instruments? He carried the broomstick that is Johnny Gargano to a good match. Yeah, his, his, his new name, Karen Gargano. <laughs> Dick Golden Balls and Dick Dick Gargano. Gargano. <laughs> No, he carried the podcast. Yeah. There wasn't too many false finishes, though, was there, if memory serves? Which was quite refreshing. Yeah. Quite a refreshing little little tipple. Mm. Tittle. Tittle or tipple? A bush. Tipple. 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 Tittle tattle. <laughs> Dingo dongle. AEW Fighter Fest, night oh. one. And we'll get the good news out of the way for AEW. Uh, over a million viewers. And did more of the 1814 demographics. The bit that I don't really care about, unless it's something momentous like this, uh, did more than Raw. According to what? the numbers. Were they up against the basketball match or something as well? <laughs> yes, against, against the NBA as well. The NBA, so the, oh, <laughs> quite a big basketball match. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the match started after the... Oh, no, did, oh, it? did it? No, oh, I no got actually, to, oh. no, it was up against it. Yeah, it was up against it. If wow. I'm wrong, blame Sean Ross the, Sapp. Or the, the thing, so this season, not to be all like, oh, no, basketball. The, the final this season lacks sort of like any big teams in it. It's like when two rubbish teams get to the FA Cup final. So, Swansea and... Bradford City. Yeah, like that. It's like it's like so they are good teams this year, but they're not like it's not like LeBron James and all that. There's it's not oh. like a marquee matcher. So yeah. I think I saw Alvarez say it was up against the basketball game, but you just don't yeah. know whether to trust him on Twitter. He's got his dick that far up AEW. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a mental image. John Moxie defends the IWGP US title against Carl Anderson. Eddie Kingston takes out Doc Gallows before the match. And Moxie Smart. retains. Yeah. I like Very the fact they got rid of Doc Gallows. Hey, they explained the Bullet Club during Carl Anderson's entrance. Finally, for people like me who don't fully know what went on way back when, they filled in the gaps. Took you long enough, for goodness sake. Yeah. Never never, ever did I think I'd see John Moxley wearing leather jeans either, like Undertaker in 2002. Or, mm. or Ross from Friends in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, this was... You know what? It was an all right match. It was good. It did what you wanted it to do. It was one of those matches where, like, Carl Anderson's not bloody winning. But it was, it was good for what it was. But the crowd being alive. Mm. God, I've missed that. 
Was that a lot? Because I was just like, oh, this is so well. good. Stiff the match. match. Well. Stiff. Any other thoughts there, Jack? Yeah, I just enjoyed it. Thought Moxley looked... And everyone was like, oh, he's gone bald. Blah, blah. I think he looks equally as hard as he did when he had short hair, as he does with even shorter hair. <laughs> so I don't, it doesn't make too much of a difference for me. Yeah. Still That's would. the thing as well. You've got no one to give it up as well. That's one thing I'll give Andrew credit for, is that he, he didn't wait too long in, in shaving it off. And Moxie's um, doing the same thing. I said, why you, why do you shave your head? I mean, did you lose a was it a video thing? Was it a gimmick? He went, nah, mate, it were going. I'm like, was it? I mean, maybe it's a, it's however you see it, isn't it? It's not like yeah, yeah. Maybe he thought it was. I don't know. I, I think, think he looks. Soft. I think, I think he looks good. He's a handsome young boy. He's lovely. Young boy. What a lovely little. By man. the way, that'd be a horrible piece of pieces. Andrew or Moxley. Sorry, go on, Ross. And what what stakes are we having here? Just who's got a better bald head? Yeah. I'm used to Andrew's more now, so at the minute it's Andrew. But plus, I'd yeah. give Andrew points for being more clean shaven. He obviously does the shaving more than Moxie did because Moxie had a bit of stubble, didn't he? Mm. He did. Stubble. So you looked. Who will be fine when he's older and loses his hair? Uh, Adam Pacitti. It was just the eyebrows that looked silly when he lost all of his hair. He looks but... a bit like Heisenberg, doesn't he? When he's got the beard as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Cook's crystal meth in his spare time as well. <laughs> Mm. In a van in the desert, mm. on the town we with cows. Walk with around his pants. Andrew yeah. in the role of Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> Mr. Pacini, bitch. <laughs> Dapper laughs. Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't say it. Damn it. Damn it. Just walks to Gateshead. Stay out of my territory. <laughs> I saw it by the oh, way. Yeah, I, 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 saw I, it. Yeah. I saw it. I can't say what I saw, but I saw it. I went on a walk in Gateshead and I saw it. It was like seeing the Death Star. <laughs> Garish. Horrible. <laughs> An eyesore on the landscape. It the Baltic? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, a lovely, yeah, yeah. it's a lovely modern art museum. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. I like to... Yeah. Brian Cage defends the FDW title well, against... Well, you mentioned a big thing for him in the match. Did we all see Moxie do a rainmaker, guys? Oh, my God. That Ooh. means Okada... Oh, that'd wow. Be, that'd, be, that'd be cool. That'd be oh, is that cool. what that means? Cool. Rainmaker! Yeah. No, I mean, I saw it, but I didn't think too much of it because everyone does that now. Yeah, uh. but Matthew, that's not being a wrestling fan. We've got to read too much into things all the time. That's what I've done here. Oh, that's right. Let me, let me drink my AEW juice. Mm. I think we will mm. see Ricardo versus Moxley. The forbidden the door. Re- once things, once the world, once travel and that becomes easier again. I, I, I'll say it now. I think we'll see... Okada Moxley. And I think... I can't tell who will win, but I think we'll see it. I think Okada will win. I don't know. I'm going to have the good old days of, like, old territories. It's like, yeah, you can have that, but you can't lose and all this. And just non-finishes. Oh, oh you know what? That'll be actually all right. We got all the way around to the 80s again. Oh, be amazing. Are we looking forward to the, the Texas death match next week? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's weird. Lance has to win this because otherwise he's lost every big match he's had. Yeah. Lost to Miro, lost to Cody. And it's in Texas. Yeah. And his whole thing is that he's an old school Texan hoss. Hmm. Yeah, he really has to, or someone has to interfere and start a feud or something, but I it's not looking good for him. I think he's going to lose. I feel, I'm, ex- I'm, looking for, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but I think I've seen Archer and Moxie too many times in New Japan and oh, AEW. Yeah. But I don't know. Speaking of local lads, though, 
Brian Cage defends the FTW title against Ricky Starks. Where's and the local? I idea? thought the feud was that uh, Brian Cage is trying to be his own man. Uh, FTW F- F- team towns are trying to make him cheat and do all these things and it figures no I don't need that like come on let me be me Brian Cage or monster and uh, they didn't let him and so Brian Cage's like right I've had enough of this and I thought he's supposed to be the face of this but they did this match in uh, Ricky Stark's area so the crowd went oh. nuts for him mm. uh, so there's a kind of a ch- attempt at doing a 50-50 chant it was more like 30-70 oh well me get for Ricky Starks who was also returning from injury bless him uh, Team Taz are supposedly neutral. They, they go, no, no, Ricky, we, we're not helping you out. And it's like, ah, actually, we're kidding. Yeah, we are going to help you out. Ha, ha, ha. Starks wins, beats Brian Cage, new, new FTW title champion, even though the title's not recognized by AEW, so there's no match graphics before or afterwards, which uh, I thought was all right. Makes sense. And mm. uh, yeah, Team Taz, all happy. Brian Cage miserable. I'm excited for vengeful Brian Cage. I think that'll be good. Because he's a scary man, and it was a good. Man. I mean, it, there was a, there was a spot early on where he kind of dropped him, and it looked rubbish. And I was like, "Oh no, it's going to be one of those matches." But it turned out, it turned out well in the end. It's just so big sometimes. It's like, all right, I'll do this move I've done to everybody else, and it work it looks all right. And you do it to him, and it's like, you know, I try to push a wall over. Oh no, it was Cage doing it on Cage dropped Stark. It was like somehow. a hip toss, wasn't it? Like just went yeah. Oh, I thought you meant they did like some sort of drop toe in the corner, and Cage like, uh. No, it's just one of those ones where I think... It's like, I literally can't move in any of it. <laughs> my, my legs are too thick. I think the person taking the move and the person giving the move didn't think it was the same move. It was one of those ones, but it was all right in the end. Ah. Yeah. I'm incredibly, incredibly biased. I thought it was all right because Ricky Starks is the new champ. Mm. I, was, I was shocked at how much of a professional wrestling matchup it was. Yeah. With the bad blood. Oh, what's he got? What are you eating there, Matthew? It's a bit of porridge. porridge. Bit of porridge. Yeah. Bit of porridge. Oh, lovely. I can feel my bump now. My stomach rumbling. Are you one of the few bears? The few bears? That's few. <laughs> <laughs> we few. We lucky few. <laughs> I, I didn't realise it was in Ricky Starks' hometown because I was shocked at how much the crowd was behind him because well, presumably I... he is the little dick in the situation. I've got to yeah. confess. I've got to confess here that when Matthew said that, I sneakily Googled it because I didn't believe him. Because I'd remembered him coming out. I could see you laughing and going, no, he is. I am right. I remember them going, from New Orleans, Louisiana, Ricky Starks. But then under that, on Wikipedia, it says residence Austin, Texas. So he was born in New Orleans, but he lives in Austin. Ah, he's one of those who's relocated to Austin, Texas. Is he like Joe Rogan and the rest of the Americans? Hip, hippie hipster. It's the new, it's the new LA, lads. It's the new cool, hip and happening place. What am I on about you? No, but you're having a good time doing it. God, I feel. Imagine, right? If Newcastle became that, like Newcastle it is, became, it, it is that. It's becoming. London. It's on the. Uh, there was a Reddit thread the other week, and it was like which UK cities are on the rise and which are on the decline. And Newcastle, whenever it was mentioned, was one of the ones on the rise. Whereas Bright, uh, Brighton, apparently, down oh, Bristol. I'd Bristol hate that. I like. I like Newcastle because it's that nice middle ground between proper bustling city and like a town. I've yeah, got that vibe that London has. I hate London. Yeah, it's I a smaller too, Manchester. I think mm. we're too far north to ever be in at risk of like seriously becoming a, the new popular city. But I don't know. It's becoming a bit too cool, too attractive. Oh no, we hate being too attractive, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Geordie Shaw, way I, way I. I love when Geordie Shaw was a thing because any any person around the area we get brought up with God, they're not from Newcastle. No, they're not from Land. One was from Middlesbrough too. Yeah. Was that? Oh. One or two of them were from Newcastle. 
Were they actually? The way people went on about it, you'd think that it was just... Uh, Scotty T was from Newcastle. You could tell oh, he was. Scotty T! Scotty T was at that fight thing that Pachiti was going to be at. He was. He was yes, the main he event, was. but he pulled he out. He was the main, yeah. He pulled out? Yeah. Wait, do we have the card of who actually fought on that? Right. It happened. I remember seeing the live happen stream. then, all right. Yeah, there was nobody there to see it, though, but they had the Telewest Arena. Sorry, the Utilitor Arena in Newcastle. Oh. 11,000 capacity, but no one went there. Why did they, why did they do it in Newcastle? Five stars. Sorry. Was, it, was it for Scotty T? Is that why it was in Newcastle? I've got no idea. I assume if the I dude know. thought, well, if I get Scotty T, then rest, rest the pieces off altogether. Fame MMA res- Yes, I accept cookies. Fame <laughs> MMA results. Okay, let's have a look then. Come on. Tempest Flair at the Geordie Shore. Right. Sam Gowland, who apparently is also from Geordie Shore, choked out Marty McKenna, who apparently is also from Geordie Shore. These no, aren't the Geordie Shore lads that I remember. Um, and then... The, the, the triple jump Geordie Shore lads. Earlier, <laughs> disgraced funny man Dapper Laughs made an unsuccessful... <laughs> <laughs> disgraced funny man Dapper Laughs made an... <laughs> <coughs> made an unsuccessful foray into mixed martial arts when he was beaten by Harvey, formerly of So Solid Crew, in the first round. That was Pachiti's match. They just fought each other. Dapper laughs and Harvey. That could have been disgraced YouTuber Adam Pachiti getting head kicked in. <laughs> Casey Barker beat Callum Markey in the opener. I don't know who that is. Before, before freestyle football champion Andrew Henderson beat YouTuber Mike Fox inside 40 seconds. <laughs> what an event I'm too old me I've got no wow. idea who any of these people are no I'd watch that I'd, except I Pachitti, haven't I won't but if Pachiti had done it oh my god if you put it on in front of us I wouldn't shut my eyes <laughs> a furious Cody Rhodes calls out Malachi Black who appears in the Tron and talks about killing a horse <laughs> he does I didn't know how to I didn't know how to fr- no. I mean he did because I thought at first I wrote putting a horse out to pasture but then I googled that and that just means like retiring a horse not killing it so I just had to write that oh I always thought that meant killing a horse it might be a euphemism for like oh, put it yeah. out to pasture yeah maybe yeah that's what I thought as well but then I googled it and it was like oh. it just gave me the literal definition which is putting it out in the field just to chill it was good because it's like Cody's there like I'm gonna get you Malachi Black just you you show up here <coughs> and then Malachi Black's I'm here Cody <coughs> yeah. you're a horse it was like, all right. Um, and then let's go out and Black appears in the ring. He and Cody brawl until they're separated. Why has he got two names? Why is he Tommy End Malachi Because he's not Black? in WWE. Hey! hey. Oh, did they, call, yeah. did they refer to him as Tommy End again? Cody no, they did Rose, too, yeah. Cody Rhodes did it a couple of times. It's like, Tommy End, Malachi Black. I hated that part of the debut, the commentary on it. Excalibur. How he suddenly knew that Tommy uh, End wasn't Tommy End. He was Malachi Black. Just have one name. What's, what's, wrong, what's wrong with one name? Is it going to be like one of them split personality things where it's like it's when he goes to that dark place, he's Malachi Black? I hope not. They haven't friendly. explained it that way. If, they, if it is going yeah. to be that, they haven't. It does, no, they does, haven't. Me, does me tits in. Ross, I'd, I'd do you think the reason why is because everybody in AEW has to have either a stable or a young boy, and there isn't anybody for Malachi Black, so his, his guy <laughs> is just Toby End <laughs> and his horse. Sorry, Jack. No, he hates horses like me, so I'm supporting Malachi Black in this feud. With Cody Rhodes, you could tell which one was the good and bad guy because they were wearing black and white suits, so you could actually tell as well. God. I thought Cody looked ridiculous, me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a his tan, I saw it, his I hair colour. It. It, it looks like the living embodiment of a Ken doll. I saw a thing right because he had his all white suit on, 
And I saw a tweet, I can't remember who it was, but it was like, listen here, Malachi Black, I know you've got the 11 delicious herbs and spices that we want. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah, that was quite good. (coughs) Hangman Page is here to admit he still wants the AEW world title. Come on. And he goes in this lovely thing about go, yeah, I did challenge for it. I did lose very early on in AEW. And I've never really been able to get my momentum back since. Just hung around and getting drunk. And it's interrupted by the Elite. You try to beat him down, but the Dark Order run out to save the day. Hangman Matt Jackson cut a bit of a promo on him as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hangman yeah. challenges Omega. Instead proposes a 5 on 5 elimination tag. When for? He never team... said when for, by the way. Yeah, that was a bit weird. But if Hangman's yeah, team wins... that night, the way it got set yeah. up. It just yeah. didn't happen. Well, you start on Raw. If Hangman's team wins, they get world and tag title shots. But if they lose... There are no title shots, and Page is done. Hangman accepts, which shocks Kenny. He bravely runs away because the bad guys. Please, please stop cheering for them, AW crowds. No, no well, they weren't cheering for them in this one. Oh no, they definitely were. No, great, actually. Yeah, you know what? Like, third of one's like, yeah, Kenny. <clears throat> but yeah, big cheers for Adam Page. They've gone and actually gone back to you know that stuff that happened all those months ago, waiting for lockdown to end. Yeah, we're actually going to that now. It's like yeah. fantastic. Loved everything about this. I uh, can't see enough positive stuff, so instead I'll go uh, to Jack. He'll probably say uh, the same. I really hope... Yeah, definitely. And I also really hope that um, in the five-on-five, five, like, Hangman's eliminated at some point, and he has to rely on his friends to win the... Like, John, imagine John Silver fighting for Hangman's title shot. Oh! I think that would be absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it has to be that now that I think about it. It has to be John yeah. Silver. Yeah, but, yeah, really looking forward to it. Um I don't know if Kenny's going to be in the match because how can you eliminate him? You can't pin it. Maybe he'll get counted out or something. I don't know. But I'm guessing that the Dark Order are going to win, surely. Sometimes it just needs to be predictable in wrestling, doesn't it? This is one of those yes. stories that just needs to be as we <clears> think it's going to be from here on out <clears> just to provide us with the best and most lovely thing. Yeah. yeah. Hello, yes. Jackie. Which is Shalom. Adam Page pin- pinning him. <laughs> Doing that impression again. Shalom! <laughs> How's he there? Oh my god. Uh, Joko put, cuts a promo on MGF backstage where there's no fans, uh, but he's attacked by Sean Spears with a chair. MGF appears and says that Jericho's first challenge is a match against Spears, but only Spears could use a metal chair. <laughs> yeah. More bloody historians in professional wrestling. We're going back to Greek mythology now with Chris Jericho and MGF. Yeah. Oh, why? Why? Is there someone? Oh, is it? Are they all discovering Hades? Best game of is last this, year. Is this AEW going? Oh, they're doing history stuff. Let's laugh at them doing history stuff by doing it ourselves and missing out. Really you do. think so? But they brought this up last week. Yeah. Drew is the one bring up the myth of Icarus, the person who got too close to Swordwitch. Although Drew has been doing the historical stuff longer than MJF has, though. Generally, <laughs> yeah, it's run out of history, though. But <laughs> myth, he's on new now. But. In the really... film Jurassic Park, the T-Rexes <laughs> tried to grab the belt, but they couldn't because their arms are too small. And I'm not a dinosaur. On Coronation Street in 2002, <laughs> Richard drove the car into the water. <laughs> Jinder. I love you. Jinder, I'm going to get your bike and drive it straight into the water. I watched that scene again the other day. <laughs> Terrifying. I, I remember I, Russell reminds me of it after the podcast. I watch it on YouTube. I didn't realize how mint back then. 
I didn't realize how long the drive was. I forgot how long the drive was from there. To get it. An entire episode, wasn't yeah. it? The car that chases them needs to get its foot down. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the lad, like the lads of Coronation Street, like, we'll save the kids and Gail. And they get in the car and follow at a safe distance and call the police. And I'm like, he's about to drive into the canal. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, get, get away. Get away. What a seat. Oh, there he is. Oh, Here we go. Yeah. The biker race from Mars will call that because they had bike. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Christian beats Matt Hardy. Hardy Stable run down to attack Christian, but Jurassic Express chase them off. Jungle Boy gives Christian a look. According to the commentary team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for Christian to turn heel on Jungle Boy and set up a feud between those two, which, of course, Jungle Boy will win and continue his ascension to greater things than AEW. Yeah. But I, I liked how the old lads were like just giving their own little corner of the show here. Just like, go on, you two old buggers, you. <laughs> what do you like? Eh? Go and have a wrestling match. And I thought for what it was, it was a bit of a throwback, like proper American professional wrestling affair, and it was nice. Yeah, and and they really tried as well. They were actually really trying. They weren't nicking stuff from like the start. I know they had a match together, but they weren't like doing it at the expense of like the stars of today or anything like that that we hate as professional wrestling fans. They were giving their own little corner, go and do the thing. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It did make me feel really weird when I realised that in 04 on Raw one time, they did a match between a Jerry Lawler and Ric Flair. It's like some sort of legends match, but we're still on the regular rosters. I realised this is the equivalent to that in 2021. Oh, but not that wow. old, surely. Oh. Almost. Wow. Yeah, well, four, okay, okay, maybe not that far back, but still, it is 20 years ago they were doing TLC and the like. And it's crazy to think of Matt Hardy, he did have his, his spine fused into his pelvis or whatever the hell happened yeah. a few years ago. Like, well, that's him done then, right? Like, no? Oh, okay, yeah. so carry on. I do worry about him, I do. And all wrestlers when they <laughs> and all wrestlers. Yeah, all wrestlers basically, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, it's Christian looked good, and it's going to be great when Jungle Boy pummels him. Yes, and a boy. God damn! Him. What a handsome. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I'm, I'm looking forward to the pummeling more. Oh. He's with Anna Jay now. Congrats to the happy couple. What are they oh. like? Well, who to feel more envious for? <laughs> <laughs> Tony Schiavone interviews Britt Baker, who the crowd is really into. Yeah, she talks about facing Nyla Rose the next week and says that Nyla. Might be top of the food chain, but Brits off the menu. Here, yeah, that got like a that got like a three sixteen pop. You know when Austin first said that, and everyone went, "Oh!" When she said that, everyone went, "Whoa!" Now, and I thought it was a good line, but I was a bit, I was like, "It's not like it was." Yeah, because imagine, imagine being the chef special of professional wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what a place to find yourself. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know what to say there. But yeah, and then I was like, I'm going to come get you. I'm not scared of tables. I'm like, all right. I'm just waiting for Britt Baker to beat her and move on to someone yeah, else. It, right. <laughs> Vicky Guerrero can't form coherent sentences anymore and said, I'll shove a jalapeno. I'm sure she said this, and I'm so sorry if she didn't. I'll shove a jalapeno up your ass. I'm sure she said that. Is that? No, no, she did. Don't. No, Ross, don't. She did say that. <laughs> She never, no, why would I make that up? That makes me look terrible if it's not true. No, the comments will back me up. She went, I'll shove a jalapeno up your ass. She did. 
She did. I've just checked the comments to say you're a liar. No, 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 no. I'm good. Please, people, if you got this far in the podcast, talk to Jack's a liar. If she if she did, that's fantastic. I missed that bit. I'm furiously. She started talking. I kind of fast forward. I've got. I'm furiously googling now. Vicky Guerrero. Oh, don't. Oh, don't Google that exact expression, mate. Bloody hell! Incognito mode. Okay. While she looked at this, clicking onto Pornhub.com. No. Hometown Texan Sammy Guevara beats Wheeler Utah, protege yeah. of Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy, who's been in the Indies for forever. Um, he got a lot, of, a lot of plugs and stuff on Twitter, which is nice to see, but it was like, yeah, it's some dude who's coming in to lose to Sammy. It was weird how cool. it was sort of babyface versus babyface, because in my mind, at least, when you're associated with the best friends, as he was, you're a babyface. Oh, yeah. Taking on Sammy Guevara, who was an uber babyface in his great home state of Texas, the yeah. Lone Star. Yeah, it's good. They just I, needed someone. Needed a quick win for Sammy. Looking good. Get stuff in. That was it. So you wouldn't really want when you yeah the local lads around. I looked up where Sammy was, where Houston was in relation to the venue to see how close it was to see whether I could realistically call him a hometown boy. And I've stretched the truth a little bit, but it's still fairly cl- ish close for America, I suppose. I can't find any sign of Vicky saying that. But she did, she did, she did, she did. Just she get did. the se- mute yourself and get the same one up on YouTube. As I was got, we'll get copyright claim. Mute yourself for the rest of the podcast. I might do. Ah, <laughs> oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, one tweet. Did I hear that correctly, Vicky? You're going to stick a jalapeno at Brit's ass? It must have. Was that you tweeting that? No. <laughs> Near likes. Near... Oh, no, there's more, there's more. Yes, yes, she did say it, she did. Oh, my God. The relief on Jack's face. Oh my god, honestly. Yeah. Hey, we've seen a rose get shoved up somebody's ass this year on the wrestling, so why not? Why not a jalapeno? Aye. As well? um, That's what Mandy's stable should recruit him. <laughs> <laughs> the rose. Don't say it You get Sakazaki is back and she beats Penelope Ford clean. Yeah. Yep. Good to it see was a good match, Good to- yeah. She was taking the piss a bit with the, the bit on the ropes and doing flipping sent-ons and stuff. It was a good match, so it was. A good match. I still don't know why Rio pushed her over two years ago now, but I'm I'm, I'm willing to overlook it for now. Good to, good to hear her music as well. I'm sure Ross was delighted. Way I. Way I. Because they had that period of time where they must have had some dispute to whoever made the song and they had someone, someone else's song in its place and it just wasn't the same. Because it is one of the greater themes in professional wrestling today. Feels like I was back in my youth in a yeah. nightclub. Having a great time. Dancing to Darren Styles or something like that. <laughs> Scooter. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the children of the night... The main event is the coffin match between Darby <laughs> Allen and Ethan Page. That's the best one you've ever done. Thank you, pal. Scorpio Sky is hiding in the coffin and attacks, <laughs> but Sting arrives and brawls with him into the crowd. That's why the coffin was there, because Korea's dead. He's losing a Sting. Wait. Uh, Darby, wait, wait. Darby wins after taking a whole bunch of bumps, because it's Darby bleeding Allen, including the ego bomb on the steps. Oh. And how else does Darby mm. celebrate this victory? Why? Hitting a coffin drop through the coffin <laughs> to end the show. <laughs> I thought this was fantastic. It was a bit short because yeah. it was on Dynamite, which I guess is, is par for the course because they try to fit so much into a show. But uh, it, it nearly got my move of the week. But due to the fact he took it off so soon, I couldn't give him it. But um, Darby <laughs> Allen doing the reverse Bret Hart at the start of the match by having a, a turtle shell, a tortoise's shell, a shell on his back. 
mm. with a metal plate thing right at the start oh, of the match. Okay. I thought he should have kept it on all match long. Would have made more sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, the stuff he did. Uh, Ethan Page as well, when he got flipped over the barricade and just landed on the concrete. What a gnarly pair of dudes, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a, I'm guessing they've got like well good chemistry. I've never seen any of their Evolve matches, but apparently they're really good. I've only yeah, seen it, one, it's one, much one like spot. This. Yeah, so well, just, just Ethan Page just hoofs them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, <clears throat> Ethan Page's like, I'm going to do all the bumps to you and uh, one day you'll win a match. All right, sounds good <laughs> to me. So yeah, that'd be could have taken bumps and Paige could have given them. I didn't like their nod to the Euro 2020 final though where uh, it was uh, Paige had the hook. Not Taz's son, but the, the that one. Uh, and he, did, he, he hooked it into Darby Allen's necklace and pulled it back like Chalene did to Saka. <laughs> Wasn't a fan of that. You think that was that, that was? Oh yeah, that was a wicked uh, nudge. Okay, yeah, you're right. For they sure, the definitely. Definitely it was, yeah, 100%. Yeah, what an episode That's sarcasm, of AW Dynamite. by the way, America. That's sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I knew you were talking like that, but it, it, it's the American literal. That what? No, I don't think they did that. But to be fair, they wouldn't understand like supporting Newcastle and England, who never win anything ever. <laughs> Nineteen sixty nine was the last time either of those things won something meaningful. Nineteen sixty nine. I wasn't even born then. Am I still here? <laughs> no, no, I just I was trying to, I, yeah, just sure. was wait, I was just waiting. I, just, I was just well, I'm, you not, burn I'm not going to join in about Newcastle chat. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say. Why not? <clears throat> Sunderland last one in 1973. So, there we go. Uh, Can you that was the weekend wrestling. A great yeah, episode yeah, yeah. of AW Dynamite and a naff ending to this segment. Bye. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> Ah, let's have a little old look in the mailbag. Mm. Number one. Hey there, diddle me timbers. <laughs> I grew up in Thurrock, Essex, and went to school in Raynham, Essex. And unbeknownst to me at the time, I went to the same school as Will Osprey. He's a year or two younger than me, so we didn't socialise at the time. And once I realised that the guy rising through the ranks in New Japan and being yelled at by Vader on Twitter was known as the kid that wrestles on his trampoline by my friends. I would keep them informed on his progress. That's a good pun. Anyway, I went around my mates to watch the all-important Euros final when he hosted us in his garden with a gazebo and a barbecue. When all of a sudden, a young, muscular man wearing shades and a bright pink Versace dressing gown walked into the garden, (laughs) being followed by a Japanese young boy named Shota. At first, I didn't realise it was him until I saw the young boy shirt that said New Japan. He wore that around... Okay, okay. It turns out my mate's girlfriend has been friends with Will since they were kids, and he always hangs out with them when he comes back to Raynham. I think that's the thing to be envious about Will the most when he's able to make all this money in Japan, where he is a known celebrity, but when he comes back home, he's able to meet up with all his old friends and live a normal life where he can walk down the street uninterrupted. When Will arrived, I heard him say to his friends that he was driving past the pub. A drunk guy yelled at him that his pink robe was shut in his car door as he drove. (laughs) Wait, it's great that he can come back and just be a normal guy (laughs) in his Versace. (laughs) There's a young boy walking around following him. You do this what? Is this this real? I can't tell. Well, let's let's carry on reading this. Uh, So to wrap this all up and get to a question, as I'm sure Matthew was keen for me to do, 
I'll tell you what Osprey was like during the England game. And as you can imagine, he was a ball of energy and could not stay still. Or shut up, lol. In all seriousness, it's real. It's real there were story. around 20 of us in total watching the game together. Well, I hope you're outside, not breaking COVID laws. And it was a right laugh. There was a gazebo in the garden of barbecue. Oh, no, no, no. We all usually watch a game and make funny comments to make each other pop. And I made Will pop a few times with silly observations of no, the game. No, no, and no, in the it's crowd. The final, no, it's the final. As a Sorry. wrestling fan, uh, let me just read this out of the way. As a wrestling fan, I didn't want to make Will have to talk about wrestling. In brackets, mm. his job. While he was enjoying himself <laughs> with his old friends, and I didn't want to be all Marky Mark and ask him for a pick. But there is camera footage, as there was a camera recording of our reactions during the game by one of my friends who does a bit on YouTube. Mm. When England scored first, there is footage of Osprey who was sat behind me going wild and grabbing my shoulders with his meaty paws. <laughs> he, he was as nervous <laughs> as to... Where is this going? Where is this going? His meaty paws. Meaty paws. Meaty paws. He was as nervous... Imagine this bloke, right? He's written this email thinking, the boys are going to read this out on the podcast and Matthew reads it with such dripping disdain. <laughs> and there couldn't be more... I want to know where it's email. going. Okay, right. Like, it, if it's going to be... If you could watch a World Cup final of any wrestler, who could it be? I feel like, so bad for this person who's written in, but... He was as nervous as the rest of us during the whole game, and when it finally went to penalties, he was absolutely devastated when Saka missed, squatting on the floor with his head in his hands for a good three minutes while the rest like of us the, stood in disbelief. Like, like when he's just hit a handspring. <laughs> he's in the corner. I was, I was hoping, so, and then I went and kicked him in the head and showered cheeky Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> he is showed a left shortly after that, and I took the time to make my wrestling friend jealous. So anyway, my question is, how big is Batista's tick? That better not no, be the frig. No, oh no, no. So there's no way. What are you? I was going to get through my phone. No way. What are your guys' experiences with wrestlers acting like normal functioning members of society, like us? <laughs> Any weird things you can use as a claim to fame that are similar to mine? I've watched the Euro 2020 final with Will Ospreay. Thanks, guys. I've been a big fan since the start and respect all of you individuals as human beings that are free to live a life of religious freedom. What is that bit about? I don't know. That's a bit... I'm scared now. I don't know if that's him being sincere. Maybe it's my cynicism. Is he being sincere or is it bitingly sarcastic about that? Anyway, here's to World Cup 2022. Beardy Fishinvelli. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And I respect you too. And I would like to apologise for Matthew's tone. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Again, look, how many times have we had these things like, (laughs) I was in the supermarket with Jack... And I asked for a question and then uh, it's a all... thing with him. And it's that. So I, I was that's, that's expecting that to be a punchline. That's so very I'm 2018 sorry. podcast, that. Yeah, I'm sure Jesus if I um, did have a... Have you seen Hook? Yeah, I have. Bloody hell, what a man. Sorry, carry on. I love his Taz meaty made that. <laughs> um, Get his meaty paws around me. Hook's <laughs> meaty paws. Get his meaty paws. I love that word. You're saying, I'm sorry that he has such a stain for that. I was Googling pictures of Hook, Taz's son, <laughs> while you were talking. No, I was this. I corrected you about the garden. I was like, there's a gazebo and a barbecue. He slumped to his knees when Saka missed in that position. I was, oh, yeah, I was tuned in. I was tuned in. Taz's son. I was, uh, I was tuned in. Beardy, thank you very much for that lovely story. If I thank you. 
watched Euros 2020 with a wrestler, I probably brag about it too. So uh, happy for you. Mm. I'm still obviously like, wow, Euros 2020. I'm not like get in. I'm like, yeah. What is what is young boy be there? Is that a thing? I don't know. I guess wearing a shirt with his name on. No, with New Japan on. No, yeah, yeah, but like young boy, New Japan, whatever. Wrestlers wear. Does he only get one shirt if he's a young boy? Yeah, probably. He goes to he goes to Primark and the owner of New Japan goes no. Get out. I feel, I feel like the tag on your knee says you're going to a clothes shop. Get out there now. I feel like if the story wasn't real, then something more outrageous would have happened. But it was all quite normal, wasn't it? Really, it was like he was sad when we lost, and he was excited when yeah. we were winning. So I don't know. Anyway, to answer the question, <laughs> um, most of my interactions with wrestlers have been they've just been normal people because the ones that we mainly dealt with were just normal people who happened to be wrestlers in the UK. But I did once go to Subway with Eva Lise. That There you go. That's a thing. It wasn't just me and her. It wasn't like a date situation. I walked into the venue. I love you telling that story. And a, and a person who worked there also said, anyone, for, anyone want to go out for some lunch? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm starving. And then I realised it was just me, him and Eva Lise. And it was... She was... She was like jet lagged or something. I'm sure, or maybe she just didn't want to talk to two wrestling fan lads in Newcastle, trying to devour a footlong, whatever. Oh yeah. Anyway, that's my mundane wrestler story. Has anyone got one? It's I've got another subway uh, story. A PC dub, Preston City Wrestling, and we're going one year, and I was there, and the guy had his hoodie on, and he had quite like really pulled up. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. He doesn't want to be seen, or maybe he's maybe he's a vampire. I don't know. And uh, he went and got served, and whatever. And the guy I was with went, "Was Chris Travers?" He went, "What?" He goes, it's "Chris Travers." He goes, oh, "Obviously, he's going to make a sneak appearance at PC Dub and all this." And this is like, I say, the last year or so before, obviously, he passed away. And I went, "Nah." And I goes, "Nah, you know what? It probably was, but you know what? I'm glad we didn't disturb him because obviously he's got his hoodie up and everything like that. So it's fair enough." We'll pretend we haven't seen him. Don't want to ruin the surprise of the show and be all like that. Two minutes later, I got a DM from him saying, why didn't you say hello? <laughs> so, yeah. Do you have That's a mundane Subway story, Ross? Because I haven't Not so, I don't even know if they count because they both revolve around wrestling events, but one was when I was behind Greg the Hammer Valentine in the breakfast queue at the bar at, Starca- <laughs> uh, the breakfast bar at Starcade. Greg the Hammer was in a full like suit, lovely soft hair. It looked soft anyway, and he smelled lovely. He was getting a bacon sandwich, I think, something like that. Um, and then the other one was pause. just after, just after WrestleMania 33. It would have been the Tuesday after. Um, we in our hotel, we were waiting to to leave. I think you were there, Jack, maybe. Um, waiting to leave okay. for the airport to go home. And at the bar in the hotel was just Bailey, sat there with yeah. two two bottles of uh, Bud Light Lime, looking very sad. It was re- she was just on her own with all of her luggage and whatnot, just having two. Two quiet beers on her own after a big weekend of wrestling, uh, with WrestleMania man. and whatnot. She just looked, she looked so sad and pretty lonely. It was just like, ah. Oh. I felt bad. I went, I've, I was that guy. I went and asked for a picture, and I wish I hadn't. But at the time, I'd not actually met many wrestlers in non-work. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I was just like, oh my god, it's Bailey. So I went over and I was dead like calm, and I was like, sorry, can I have a picture, please? And she was just like, yeah. But she was like, you could tell she was just like tired. And yeah. I said to her, like, I really liked your match on Sunday. And she was like, yeah, thank you. And I was like, are you t-? I just remember saying, like, are you, are you a bit tired? <laughs> so she was like, and she just looked at me like, there was the first time we'd had, like, any sort of connection in the conversation. She was just like, yeah, yeah. She was just absolutely knackered, bless her. She was, yeah. 
I have something similar. Uh, I was at the airport, I think, for one of the Star, yeah, first Starcast, and Lever Bates walked past. I went, hey, Lever, yeah. It's Blue Pants, right? Yeah, Blue yeah. Pants, yeah. Gaming, Nothing. yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I'm like, <gasps> no, I, I hung out. I'm like, Ooh. what? I hung out with you. Like, this weekend, in fact. Like, we talked, like, you know, gaming and stuff. She walked past us, and I went, Lever. And she's walking forward. I'm like, have I annoyed her? What have I done? So I'm there and she's just stood there. She stopped. So I'm like, whatever. And I just walk in front of her like, hey, you all right? She went, oh, hello. And I was like, yeah, are you, are you cool? I was like, oh, it's good to see you. What do you mean are we cool? I was like, I've been like yelling practically. She went, oh, I'm, I'm deaf in this ear. Oh, <laughs> oh. I know what, thinking about wrestlers, I don't know if she was doing that, if she was actually deaf or if she was just doing it just to, just to wind yeah. me up. Yeah, anyway. Uh, oh, well, we've, we've shared some lovely tales, though. Yeah, no, thank you, Beady, for the story. Sorry if I was read thank that you. in a morbid way, but not. I appreciate it. Next question, Matthew? Next question. Sorry, I got too many thoughts. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, gents. As an American, it's hard for me to truly understand just how devastating the heartbreaker... Where, oh, is this all the bloody mailbag's going to be? Uh, Wembley was this past weekend. Oh. The only good our men's national team was done in recent memory was spark a bunch of Tim Howard memes. Post reaction there for the Tim Howard uh, pop. I will say though... The women's team does all right though. All right. I will say though, here in Chicago, we have a hockey player named Patrick Kane, who, much like his England football counterpart, is lights out at penalty shots. Okay. This brings you to my question. What is the most heartbreaking moment in wrestling history? Much love to Cultaholic all, and thank you for all you do. Here's hoping England keeps this electric energy alive and takes one home at the World Cup. Best, Matt. Yes, thank you, thank Matt. you Matt. Thank you very much. Again, I'm not reading um, these to be a dig or anything like that. It's just because of like, yeah, it is still a weird, weird feeling right now in the country where it's like, yeah, we're oh, we're the, the entire planet has seen how bad the England fan base can be. So that's why I'm treating it like, you know, it's... It's just something horrible's happened. And I'm like, oh, yeah! Like, you know. Uh, you but no, I appreciate anyway. Beady and Matt both sending those messages. You were messages supporting in. Scotland anyway, Matthew. No, I wasn't supporting Scotland. I just wasn't anti-Scotland. Like, a lot of people are like, get in, the Scots lost. I'm like, wait. I was. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, I know. So many people oh, are like, I couldn't, ah, I couldn't care less, me. I've got a lot of a lot of Scottish people got on, saying that. A lot of Scottish people got annoyed with me and Jack on the podcast Good. that week just before we played. Or just after we played, going, oh, yeah, we showed you, didn't we? this. It's a sarcasm, man. It's t- tongue-in-cheek. Tongue yeah, but, uh, but they, football... they and their fans don't take it that way because they're, you know... Uh, but people, football can often... Call, people always want to be right and strong in football arguments. Uh, it causes a lot of animosity, doesn't it? Uh, um, yeah. The most heartbreaking moment in wrestling ever. In terms of, like, I'll keep it, like, storylines, not, like, actual, like, deaths oh, and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's been a lot of actual bad stuff, but... Most heartbreaking moment for me in storyline. I'm trying to think of a time when, like, I really wanted someone to win and they had a big shot at winning and then didn't and they never got that shot again. Like, Booker T losing at Triple H has to be one. Ooh, that's a good one. What were you going to say, Matthew, there? Uh, The one I say every week now, it's my new meme. Uh, Ryback not beating CM Punk (laughs) on the cell. (laughs) But it's a perfect setup shot. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Empty goal. Goalkeeper's off here, checking on his phone. It's just me blasting it at the back of the net. Yeah, yeah because he was this... Because it's seen someone... Wait, this this push they're doing, it's, it's working. The crowd are into it. Everything's great, and it just doesn't work. This doesn't. Tory turning on Kane. 
That damn Jezebel. And then when she broke up with him as well. No, turn it off. Hey! 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 Um, I feel like Max Caster there. Yo! Hey! (laughs) Yo! Uh, What's his game on on the social media, by the way? You see where he just goes, I'm going to have sex with MJF. (laughs) Yeah, it's ambiguously gay. Okay. Fair enough. Definitely Max Caster. Twerking. I thought you were... I, I, guess, yeah. I thought it was just some kind of mind games, but yeah. not. meme games. I'll I'll go for the streak. Ending. Oh, oh that's you know what? That's a good one. Outside of like actual tribute shows and whatnot and all that stuff. Mm. Oh, I remember feeling really annoyed at the time when uh, Kofi lost to Brock. Now, now the blow has been softened a bit because it was always going to happen. But I remember at the time thinking, hopefully they make Kofi look. Look really brave, and they didn't make him look brave at all. Not the current Hangman storyline has been quite heartbreaking as well. It's had his moments mm. where he's had oh. his downs, and oh, shout out to that person on Reddit who edited like the Hangman story to my sacrifice. Did you see that this week? No. Oh, fantastic work. Oh, got quite did... emotional watching. That, I did. I'm really scared <laughs> that he will, because. I wouldn't mind if he couldn't beat Omega the first time and sank even lower, but I think it would be better if he just beat him the first time. Do we think that? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I can see he, them prolonging it, though. But, uh, that, that's I really, wa- the rest, isn't it? really want him to win. <laughs> Where do they go from there? Because nothing's going to beat his journey to the belt. What do they do then? Have him fight Lose. all of the Dark Order. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not our problem, is it? Not our okay. problem. Yeah. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, oh, those are the two questions we have this week. That mail- it was such a things. weird mailbag this week because <coughs> there were so many Reese's Pieces and so little actual questions. I didn't know what to do. Mm. So I've, I've, gone, I've taken two there. Yeah. That's fine. I, again, sorry if I read it out negatively. I'm supposed oh, to be better than that Matthew, and stuff like worry. that. You said that now, and I'm like worried. Like, no, no, no I want to be nice no, no. and happy to people. So, no, don't worry, don't worry at all. I will worry. I'm a worrier. No, don't, don't worry at all. But you know what? You lot don't need to worry. We will at least give the idea of having your question or thoughts or whatever's on your mind on this lovely podcast if you send them to mailbagacultaholic.com. Reese's Pieces. Pieces. Reese's Pieces. My idea for Reese's Pieces... Oh, there, Ross. Just my eyes are going because I hear fever. I'm oh, going red you. in one eye, aren't I? Talk about, talk about all those heartbreaking moments for wrestling. Oh, I'm just getting yeah. tearing up. <laughs> Streak. Oh. That was always Tracy Beaker's excuse, wasn't it? It's just my hay fever. <laughs> watching, watching Hell in the Cell 2012. My idea for Reese's Pieces stems from the big question last week. This week, I will put the best matches of this year, brackets, or at least those in the conversation, against one another for you guys to determine which is the better match. Oh, okay. like this idea. So we'll do fastest thought first. We have Jack going first, Ross second, and then me third, because I'm the okay. slowest. Do you know what happened last week, Ross? Tom forgot that I was meant to go first, and he just kept interrupting me <laughs> like every time. And I didn't have the heart to be like... It's me first, Thomas. <laughs> so I just let you it go. You didn't put the integrity of Reese's Pieces first? No, no, I didn't. Oh, very dire you. Uh, yeah, Ooh, no, no, no. There. Oh, <laughs> how dare you? 
Volta versus Champa NXT Takeover, or Kenny Omega versus Ray Fenix New Year's Smash. That's God, a tough one to start off. Hard time remembering these matches. I'll go for. <laughs> I think I'll edge it to Walter. Ch- no, Walter Chamber. I remember Walter Chamber being a bit underwhelming in my warped really? mind. Ooh. Just how maybe that was me bigging it up too much. I'll go for the other one. I think it had a weird finish. Maybe did it finish on a chop? Uh, a lot of people didn't like the, the, that ending. I loved it. Mm. He can beat you with a chop because he's Walter. Yeah, Walter versus Chamber. <laughs> Sorry, Phoenix. Uh, MJF versus Sammy Guevara AW Dynamite I assume that's the most recent one or Matt Riddle versus Xavier Woods Monday Night Raw mm. oh two good t- like two TV matches that were good mm. then, very uh, recently yeah just the thing that's edging it for me because I enjoyed them both but I, I, um, I have enjoyed like I find Riddle really annoying <laughs> so I'm going to go for Sammy and MJF their feuds felt better I think yeah I'll go for the first one as well Yes, for the exact reasons Jack said. I have nothing else to add there. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus on Monday Night Raw. Oh, Jungle Boy versus Dax Harwood, AW Dynamite. Oh, that one. The second one all day. I don't remember yeah. really the Drew Sheamus one. The Drew Sheamus one was just two big lads just slapping each other really, really hard. And I, just because of that, I like that. So I'll go for that yeah. one. Okay. That's tough because Drew versus Sheamus led to the, the match at Elim- Elimination Chamber? Yeah. The Last Man Standing, was it? Or something like that? Yeah. Falls count anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, Jungle Boy versus Dax Harwood was very good, but that whole thing just stopped. Yeah. Like like half of uh, the stuff on WWE nowadays. So I'll the say Drew versus Sheamus. The match was incredible. I loved it, though. Loved yeah. it. It was that string of matches where Sheamus was just having those on Raw every week. Yeah. yeah not, Remember that? Not, that? not that match, guys. The the indie were A-dub for life. I, I'm just saying, just casting my mind back. No, no, yeah. I, I, no, I agree, Ross. I love that. It's like, oh, Raw's crap. But Sheamus? Mm. No. Serena Deeb versus Rio, AW mm. Double or Nothing, or Rhea versus Charlotte versus Asuka, WWE WrestleMania Backlash. That was one of those matches, you know, when you watch a pay-per-view and you go online and everyone's raving about the match. I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was as good as everyone was saying. But Deeb and Rio, I thought, was it as good as everyone was saying. So I'll go for that one. Yeah, Deeb and Rio was a technical masterpiece. I love <laughs> Deeb, and I don't remember anything about Rhea versus Charlotte versus Asuka. I remember it being good, but it wasn't... Yeah. It was good. It, was, it, it was wasn't bad, zo- but it wasn't it was... like... I'm never re-watching it. It probably came shortly after the zombies on that show, so everyone was just like, what yeah. have we just seen? Yeah. The Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, AW Double or Nothing, or MSK versus Grizzle Young Veterans versus uh, LDF, NXT TakeOver. Oh, the, the, the NXT one, but oh. the entrance of the Moxley and Kingston one was amazing. Yeah, I'll go for the NXT one as well. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I'm, I, that might be my match of the year so far, the Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston, John Moxley. Whoa! Hello. I loved you the selling cheek, in that match. Cheeky boy. It's one of them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Wow. Fair. Praise the Young Bucks, bloody hell. Finn yeah. Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly, NXT Take Hour. Or Volta versus Rampage, NXT UK. Oh, man. What was the first one, sorry? Bala versus O'Reilly, take our... So that was the... Uh, when no he broke his jaw. I'll jump in there, Jack. I'll just say uh, Volta, Rampage. Whoops, my phone. Uh, I was hesitating, not because I didn't know which one to pick, but because I haven't seen yet Walter versus Rampage, to my shame. 
So I'm going to have to default go for Baller O'Reilly. But I need to watch Rampage and Walter. You didn't see it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's oh. one of the two NXT UK matches I've had to go out my way to watch. <laughs> Dra- Dragon of <laughs> One. Yeah, as well. bad. Yeah. Every six months they put out something like this. Yeah, no, Walter versus Rampage. Okay. Palace O'Reilly was like, yeah, well, you know my thoughts. Uh, SmackDown Elimination Chamber versus AEW Blood and Guts. The SmackDown Elimination Chamber. I remember one of them being really good and one of them being not so good at Elimination the first Chamber. One, the first one was good and then the second one was kind of the same. I can't so even I think the Raw one was first. It ended with Roman Reigns. It all blurs into one, doesn't it? Elimination Chamber 2021. Sorry, I'll really quickly... I swear it was the Raw one first. Elimination Chamber 2021 Wikipedia. Okay. Event. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, it couldn't have been because it ended with uh, Miz cashing in, didn't it? Okay, oh, the yeah, Elimination Chamber been. match for an immediate Universal Championship match. Oh, Daniel Bryan won it and then Reigns came out after and pinned him. That's right. Ah, oh, yes. Well, it looked like um, Cesaro was going to do it, but he didn't. Yes. <laughs> Story of his life. <laughs> that was and a good match. AW Blood and Guts War Games. I did like that. I'll go. Shame, that's all you remember now is the, the dodgy thing. Elimination yeah. Chamber for me. I'll go for War uh, Blood and Guts because apart from the dodgy finish, I thought it felt really real and raw. The lads were flying into the cage to get at each other. It was cool. I'll say a SmackDown one because that set up the magnificent Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan rematch. And AW Blood and Guts has just set up a feud that's never ending. That's a very good point. Can I change my answer to the SmackDown Elimination Chamber, please? Yeah. Because that match, that feud ended. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, there we go. What was you talking about? Friday Night SmackDown or Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy? Friday Night Dynamite. Oh man, I think I think just Roman and Bryan. Oh no, I think the other one. Oh, no, Ooh. I'll, I'll see Bri- oh, like Bryan's last match. Is that one of them? Oh, it might be actually. Yeah, I don't know yeah. About that. On the, the one on SmackDown that went like half an hour. Where Reigns yeah. got his new theme. Yeah, I'll go for Jungle Boy. I'll say Daniel Bryan uh, because it was magnificent. Those two got great chemistry. Can you make this Jungle Boy? I it was a good match, but these matches where it's just like a Cesaro match, I guess. Wow, he looked really good. He did all the cool stuff. He hadn't got a chance in hell of winning. Did Daniel so Bryan like, though? Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's Daniel Bryan. He made you mm-hmm. believe that could happen. Jungle Boy <coughs> not going to be Kenny Omega on TV for the title. Yeah, but this is the tribal chief. But Daniel, but Daniel Bryan chief. is DB. Vegan powered, <laughs> fueled by his uh, feeling of goodness of helping the environment. He spends time in the rose garden, the rose uh, You're lagging that, aren't you? Sasha Banks versus <laughs> Bianca Belair, WrestleMania Night One, or Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, AW St. Paddy's Day Slam. For the stage and the occasion, and some of the spots that were really cool, I'll go for the WrestleMania main event. Yeah, the historical context of it as well. The history books yes. will look back more fondly on that one than the other one. They're both, they're both sensational, but I'll go for WrestleMania as well. Yeah, that's... I'm going to pick between them. Uh... Oh, because no one said it, I'll say Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. <laughs> Just for democracy. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge, WrestleMania Night 2. Or Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy versus Pac at AW1. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. You May. Horrible, horrible person. Oh, God. Terrible. Terrible man. Uh, I'll say... Oh, no. Uh, I'll go for WrestleMania because I genuinely had no idea who was going to win. 
But when it happened, I was like, that makes so much sense. Whereas with the other one, you kind of knew that Omega was going to win. I remember the, the AEW one had more false finishes that sort of like had you going and the stuff with Callus was good as well. But I'll, I'll go for WrestleMania as well. Man, I'll go with Warlad because even though he'd barely done anything on TV other than beat Jobbers and go, here's my mate, Pac in that match looked so good that I'm going, he's not winning. He's not. Is he actually winning? Is he actually? Oh, I didn't. But there was a few times when that match, I'm like, yeah, no, he's actually just going to win. And it won't make any sense. It won't make any sense storyline-wise. It'll completely ruin everything we're doing. But I was believing. So I think that's very impressive to do. So, yeah, picking that. And because I'm biased, because you're from around here. Hope you guys enjoy. Cromlin. Uh, I always thought it was like Heaton sort of way, wasn't it? Oh, is he from town? No, he's like a Jarrow lad, isn't he? No, that's me. If he was from Jarrow, I would 100% (laughs) know about it, I think. Oh, Wall's End. Richard's just said Wall's End there. Oh, Oh, extraordinary. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Richard. Cheers. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy. Much love from Holland, Michigan. Oh, no, no, wait, sorry. Wait, wait, is that your location? Much love from Holland, Michigan. Is Michigan. that your name? I didn't know there was a Holland in Michigan. But he hasn't put a comma, so I don't know if his name is Holland, Michigan. He's from oh. there. <laughs> Holland, Michigan sounds like an NXT name. Anyway, thank you very much, pal. Wherever you're from, whoever you are, that was a good list. That that made us think. Got to yeah, be some good matches good this year. I enjoyed that Reese piece. That yeah. piece of Reese. Do you struggle to remember them? Yeah, sometimes. Um, the ones I enjoy, I remember enjoying. The yeah. ones, the ones that don't. We said like, uh, was it Rhea Charlotte Asuka? I'm like, uh, did that match happen? No, I don't mm. remember it. So I don't think that was very good. But the good ones, oh, mm. Jungle Boy versus Dax. Uh, anyway, mm. so um, if you have any Reese's pieces you want to send our way, don't worry, you can. Uh, simply go to mailbagalcoholic.com and type something in. It's Cultaholics. The question. What a lovely podcast. There's still just a little bit left. And that's, of course, the big question, which is what is going to be the best match at this weekend's Money in the Bank 2021? Let's have a look at the little card. Uh, AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. What noise uh, do we get there? Uh, uh, might be might be fun. Just all for Omos, isn't it? All for him. Mm. Yeah. Roman Reigns versus Edge. The Universal Championship. Oh, grungy. <laughs> um, yes, it, it will be good. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. This will be a massacre. I don't know what noise to make there for a massacre. Mm. No, me neither. Oh, God! He's already (laughs) dead! (laughs) (laughs) Asuka versus Naomi versus Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Ash versus Liv Morgan versus Alina Vega versus Natalia versus Tamina. Mm, I don't know. Woo-woo. Woo woo. Is that right? It's you know it. <laughs> yeah. train. It's a train. <laughs> oh, to me, it's a train. Ah, oh. oh, right. She'll, not, green, she'll not win. I don't know what to think about that one. It's a, it's a shame they gave away the surprise before the night. But I guess if it was Tamina all along, I can see why they did it. 
Yeah. Because not everyone likes Tamina as much as I do. You uncultured uh, swines. I'm a bit concerned about this match, not because of the ability of the women involved, but I'm concerned because of the booking of the women's division recently, and I'm worried that it'll devolve into comedic nonsense. But I don't know. Well, Alexa Bliss will hypnotise them all, won't she? And then just yeah. win the match. She should do that, <laughs> really, yeah. Ricochet versus John Morrison versus Riddle versus Drew McIntyre versus Big E versus Kevin Owens versus King Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Oh my God, yeah! <laughs> I looked at this mass graphic, right, and just all of those wrestlers in a line next to each other, and I was just thinking, and I, t- I thought it so strongly, I tweeted it, which means I can't go back on my word. And it might be famous last words as well, but it could be the best Money in the Bank ladder match ever with that field of talent. What a what a match they've put together there potentially. Yeah, I I, th- mm. I don't know if it'll be the best ever. I mean, it, it could be. There is a lot of there's a lot of talented blokes in there. I think it'll be the best match of the night. So I agree with that. What do you think, Matthew? I think it'll be good. I'm looking at the list though. It's going to be Drew McIntyre winning. Nah, Jinder. Jinder's going to screw him. <laughs> He goes up. Oh no, it's a fake ladder. It falls apart. Dusty. What I'd love to happen, Matthew. Have you, you've seen Ready to Rumble, haven't you? I have seen Ready to Rumble. Gordy at the end when he, he in the motorbike over the ropes. Yeah. The oh, case. yes. But Jinder on his bike. Imagine if they could pull that off somehow. Oh, be amazing. <laughs> Here comes Jinder. Oh no, he used his motorbike as a <laughs> lethal weapon. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, what do you got for the women's one? Well, in the who's pre- going to win it? Yeah, in hmm. the predictions video, me and Andrew went for the TBA. He went for Sasha Banks. Now I went for Sonny Deville. Now that that's off the off the table, I've got no idea. Um, who who is who's in it again? Sorry, Matthew. Asuka. No. No. Naomi. No. No. Alexa Bliss. Maybe. Uh, Nikki Ash. Uh, Maybe. Liv Morgan. No. Yeah. Well, a lot of people online seem to have some. Well getting behind her but I don't know okay. that's just heart overhead you know mm-hmm. something overhead Zelina Vega she goes up and gets a briefcase and says unions or something there's no <laughs> no Zelina Vega's not winning there's no way she might do might she be like a welcome back gift wow what a gift <laughs> Natalia nah no she's won it before know. which I always forget has she I think, Did I she? think so I'm not sure now <laughs> no. Oh no! Oh no! I've, I've myself... Carmella's won two. Well, two, two, one. Yeah. No, Bailey won one. Alexa Bliss won one. Oh, is yeah. that it? Did she? She's won the Divas title. She won the SmackDown Women's title. Oh. She won the Women's Tag title with Tamina. I'm so wrong. I think did, I'm did, wrong. Did Bliss yeah, win but one. you could with it. So sorry. Bliss won one. Yeah. And Cash she held the same it, night. She yeah. held it like that. I remember she held it like yeah. that in a sassy way. Carmella won it twice. I thought it was a magnificent bit of poo housery there from WWE. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Did not go down well at all with people. Anyway. You kind of do that for the first ever one, Matthew. Scandalous. It did. Do you know did what the I've second actually... one as well a week later. <laughs> do you know why I've thought that? Because I think Sam once predicted that Natalia would win a Money in the Bank ladder match. And I think I've, I've remembered that so strongly that I've counted it as a win in my head. <laughs> that, that is outrageous. The power persuasion. That is, is an outrageous it? prediction to make, yeah. Yeah. Carmella, Carmella, Alexa, Bailey, Asuka. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that's it, because Asuka didn't cash in. 
Yeah, Becky just went, have the title. I'm, I'm Prekers. Yeah. The belt was in the briefcase. Yeah. Mm. Metaphorically. Metaphor- metaphorically and literally. Yeah. Symbolism. So, yeah. It's hard it to pick Be- that, actually. The Apparently one. Becky Lynch is going to be backstage. So they could do a, a bit where they... But then again, that would have been way more effective if TBA was Becky. I don't know. Maybe. It's weird, isn't it? Outside of that, I have high hopes for Lashley Kingston. I think it'll okay. be a good match. Like seeing main sure. event of Kofi Kingston. Everyone loved Kofi Mania. Oh, no. Very successful. I'm worried you're going to be disappointed on the night. Probably, but sometimes they get me hopes up because I do yeah. like the wrestling. What about yourself, Jack? Other than the Money in the Bank, what do you think is going to rock? Um, I, If they do it, if they don't do silly things, then I think Rhea and Charlotte could have a fantastic match, but I'm worried they're going to do silly things. So I'm going to stick with my men's Money in the Bank ladder match prediction this time. And what you got, Ross? Yeah, men's is heads and head and shoulders above the rest for me. Um, but apart from that, lovely bit of storytelling, I reckon, from Roman and that old-timer Edge. Yeah. Because the old <clears throat> lads always know how to tell a story better than the young lads, don't they? That's a, that's what we know in the wrestling. Well, that's what the old time you say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. But yeah, it looks like a good show on paper. It does. It does. It could all go wrong. <laughs> I'm trying to think of thinking, add anything <coughs> between now and uh, then, but but nah, I don't think they will. But it would be nice if Big E won. Not yeah. just because Big E should be at the top of the card. It means you can get away from this bloody Apollo Crews feud. And Ooh. I would win, probably, <coughs> predictions. Yes. Who's Andrew going for in the men's? Oh, read out the, the field again, I forgot. Rollins is in there, Drew's in there. He's yeah, gone he for a triple jump, I'm going to win. Rollins. He picked Rollins. To cash in on Edge, he went for. He went for Edge, edge to win. Edge to win? Mm. Andrew. I think Andrew, that's right. Andrew, My Andrew. mind's gone blank, I think I'm right. He is, he is taking risks. Interesting. Well, thanks, thanks everyone. Well, that fun. was a love, uh, a lovely long look. There we go. So right at the week of wrestling, mm-hmm. the letters, the Reese's pieces, and everything else. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you had a lovely time enjoying it. Jack, what have you got on tap to keep people going until next week? Uh, Twitch on a Wednesday. Oh, I've got a greatest of video that should be out now. I did one this week on Money in the Bank 2011, and why it's one of the greatest shows ever. That should be on the channel right now. Ooh. And also. On Wednesday at 6pm, I'll be streaming with Owen. We will start our new season now in League 2. It might be a bit more of a transfer-heavy one, though. It might it might be more of a chat with transfer activity going on in the background. We'll see. That's on Wednesday at 6pm. And Ross, what have you got? I would like to apologise for people who watched me on FIFA doing Twitch streams, because I forgot uh, this week. Uh, I was reorganising the office and moving tables and whatnot ahead of people. You were you, you were doing a pitches video with me when you realised. <laughs> yeah, it was just like just before downstairs. I was helping uh, Adam move some stuff, and then I was just like, "Oh my god, what time is it?" He was like, "It's about quarter past one, Ross." And I was like, "Oh, I've just missed my stream." So I'll get back there Wednesday, one p.m. BST. We'll do some sort of FIFA thing. Um, outside of that, what have I got? Uh, just WTF moments will be coming back for Money in the Bank on Monday. Um, yeah, and then hopefully next week I'll be presenting a punishment video with Andrew taking the punishment rather than him presenting the video and me taking the punishment, which this time is money in the bank chops. So there's what I've got coming up there. Oh, who's doing the chops? 
everybody who works anything. for Cultaholic, yeah. Oh, right, oh. okay. That's the one that worked for Triple Triple. Yeah. And with any luck, no. Plug your Twitch, Matthew. Okay, I will. I will be streaming Earthworm Jim. Oh. There. And uh, on Saturday, 6 p.m. Thank you very much to Retro Gamer, by the way, for plugging the that. Cultaholic stream loveliness. It was myself who got plugged there because of all see the old nerds love seeing the old games being played and arguing about which version of Aladdin's better and whatever. So hope you can stay for that. Hopefully, fingers crossed, this time next week, we'll be together again. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Obviously, we'll have to keep an eye on the government regulations. But as things stand, next week should be the first podcast in person in a long while. Plans could so. change, yeah, lads. Plans could mm. plans could yeah. change. Cards subject to change. But you know what? I'm very happy that next week it could be coming home. <laughs> the podcast. Referring <laughs> to this podcast, of course. <laughs> very tenuous there, but oh, whatever. Okay. Get your kicks <clears throat> in when you can. Thank you very much. I've been Matthew. That's been Jack. This has been Ross. You have been in the audience. You can, of course, send in your thoughts and queries and everything else to mailbag at colic.com and vote the prestigious hall of fame at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic but for now we'd like you to end the show by either closing the tab or putting your hand up to your webcam and say those famous words one two three join us oh <laughs> look at that cow no that's what that cow is look how amazing that is <laughs> uh, and join us also join us Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 